And welcome everybody to the Tuesday show. My name is James Chen and I am joined by the illustrious Ultra David and Tubaware. How are you guys doing? I'm doing so great. I'm experiencing a rare thing though. I don't know if you guys have ever felt it. I'm tired today. Uh, I feel like I'm, I might be the first person in the world to have experienced this. So yeah, I'll let you sure. know. Not that easy, but I'll make sure to power through it. What about you, Tubaware? I'm disgusted by your mockery of being tired as I was born tired. And this is how I shall remain until the day I die. Well, that sounds like a big bummer, buddy. It is. Uh, (laughs) I have not been tired for maybe 15 years now. (laughs) Welcome to the Tired Boys Club, David. Yeah. Always room for more. I've decided that I wake up at 7 a.m. nowadays. So I'm going to commit to that. And I've been doing it for uh, a few weeks at this point. And, you know. Hey, David, just let me know if you want me to give you a wake-up call at 7 a.m. all the time, every day, because I'll be going to sleep at around that time, so. Well, all right. Fun fact, Monday morning, I got to tell James goodnight as I started work, because I noticed he was still streaming as I started work. Yeah. Nice work, everybody. I mean, I was going to sleep at around, like, 6 every morning. It's kind of shifted to about 8 every morning now, so, you know, it's just like getting later and later and later eventually so. you'll have a normal bedtime just yeah give it like know. Three years. that's kind you'll of the hope there. that it'll wrap around at some point in time sure so. you're on a 25 hour schedule i've heard that that exists i think, I think <laughs> some people actually do have that all right here's what we're going to be talking about as you can see on the side over here we're going to be talking about uh commentator cup that's the thing that happened it happened on this channel in fact going to be talking about COVID policies of tournaments and some different examples of that and how things are going. Uh, we'll talk about TGS, which is coming up and kind of what to expect there. We have a guest interview with a guy named Steve, which is going to be pretty cool. We got some interesting 5-5 matchups coming up. We have other stuff to talk about, including Melty, of course, Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl, the Nintendo Direct, CPT, etc. Upcoming stuff, too, and some fun mailbags. But let's begin by talking about this commentator cup that we ran on Friday. How did it go? Think it went well. It was all right. Think it It was all right. I especially enjoyed the production and the uh, amazing Mm. uh, overlays. (laughs) Yeah, I think it went pretty well. It was fun. It was a good time. I, uh, I got off the call with you guys and I cried a little bit. Some some yeah. tears of Dang. of joy. Okay, okay. So Yeah, I mean it was a lot of fun. So it was it was Brock's idea and and seeing that like get put into effect and seeing everybody enjoy it on stream and and thankfully the players enjoyed it as well, which was super important. All the money raised, thank you guys again so much. Yeah, no, I was gonna we, talk about that. I was gonna talk about the fact that um freaking um we raised about including the um, including the subs that we paid half of that into. What was the total that we got out? It was here? one thousand two hundred ninety-seven dollars and ninety-eight cents. So, so basically thirteen thirteen hundred dollars. Yeah, then not bad, not bad. Basically, yeah, exactly. and then uh, who like what was the payout? Like what did first place? First place. Uh, first got... place is getting five hundred nineteen dollars. Second place is getting yeah. two hundred fifty-nine. Then one twenty nine eighty, then seventy seven eighty eight, then fifty one, then thirty eight, and then we're paying out everybody ninth through sixteenth as well, eighteen dollars more or less. So, so everybody at least got everybody a Uber got Eats out of the deal. Yeah, 
super cool, super cool. Uh, it, w- it was definitely a lot of fun. Unfortunately, a couple of players couldn't enter because of work or computer-related mishaps. Bummer. Uh, so we didn't get everybody actually in the matches, but we did of everybody who was there. We did get them all on stream, which is important right. to us as well. So that is definitely cool. Um, as far as the results, what happened? Well, Ryan Hunter, one ass, you know, two out of three of us expected the entire time. Nobody ever switched uh, teams on that one. Ryan mm-hmm. Hunter took first. Uh, Sejam took second. Uh, Klage took third with Anji. And Abonic Plague took fourth with Soul. Which is yeah. cool because that was literally our top four seeds as well. It was, yeah, it and, was. I mean, the only difference was that we had Plague at uh, three and Klage at four, so they swapped there. But, I mean, not bad, I think. <laughs> I'm pretty impressed with that. <laughs> Sharpie's PC definitely took the biggest L. Yeah. That is a big fact. Something about our chipset driver blew up, so that's unfortunate. PCs, baby. I mean, dude... I was doing Soul Cal distancing yesterday. One of the uh, the one of the cloud machines that I started the the game up on decided not to download or load any save file, and just basically start from scratch and uploaded that into the cloud save and deleted Sick. my entire save. You know, fortunately, <laughs> I had it downloaded on a different cloud machine, and I was able to somehow finagle that. And get it uploaded again and stuff, but yeah, cloud. God, good job, the internet. Yeah. Um, so I, I, it was, it was really cool. I mean, again, I, I'm happy that the players enjoyed themselves, but I, I think you know what we wanted to get across was that the commentators, most of the commentators anyway, are strong players, knowledgeable players, not just God like, hand personalities. Yeah, definitely, and that was that was true. If people watch the stream or it's on YouTube as well, if you're curious on this channel, um, you haven't checked it out yet, you can check it out there. Everybody who was on stream, which was everybody who entered, was doing cool stuff. Like, there's nobody out there who was like, what's the button do? Like, that was not the case, right? (laughs) Uh, Everybody had sick conversions. Everybody had cool mix-ups. Like, obviously, Ryan Hunter, Sejam, you know, the top four we just talked about, like, they they were probably a step apart, but... um, Everybody was doing cool stuff right from the very beginning, which I thought was so cool. It's what I expected, but I was really happy that that was something that we got to show that, like, hey, actually, the commentators are are not slouches just because they're commentators. Yeah, and, and, and you know I, what I've been... Oh, go ahead, James. No, I was just about to say, dude, the way Ryan Hunter played was just, I mean, immaculate. I, it's just like, it was so cool to see. Ryan Hunter versus Sejam was a really, really good match. Super, super good match. I mean, Ryan yeah. Hunter versus Sejam could could have happened at I feel like almost any event. Like that could be a legit top eight match. Those guys are both really strong. Yeah, if if Sejam actually entered tournaments, right? I mean, both of them. Yeah, they could totally make that happen. Honestly, as an I Axel mean, player watching Ryan Hunter, and I've I've watched a lot of top level Axels just to like get ideas and stuff. You know, he did some stuff that I haven't seen other people do either at all or as often. Um, and that doesn't surprise me because he's that kind of player who will always like investigate, find new stuff. He's been that kind of player in all the games that I've watched him play. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. going back, you know, as we, we had him on the show doing an interview for well, 15 years or whatever, right? 20 years that he's been, that he's been doing this. It's always been like that. So I thought that was really cool that he got to show that off as well. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, it was dope. It was dope seeing Ryan and I mean, everybody show off their skills, but 
I think one of my favorite things that I've been seeing from everybody who you know was invited and played, uh, a lot of them have been tweeting and, and on the stream saying, oh, you know what? I think I want to enter more events now. <laughs> so Dude, it's I, cool like, just to see that their competitive side is, A, not only still there, but B, like it, it still burns. Like they, they still yeah. want to enter stuff now. Like that's, that's really, I, that's, that was part of the point to, to put that out there is that I think a lot of people maybe don't understand that we all started as players, like yeah, every right. single one of us. Uh, so Playing the game and competing in that way is really, really fun for us, even if we don't always <laughs> one, have the time to do so. I will always say the one exception is Logan, but he's turned into a player since he started commentating, and he's actually pretty good at Street Fighter now. So, <laughs> but uh, you know, one of the players in our in our tournament even said like they were like so happy that they could play and be taken seriously as a competitor because like yeah. they never actually get that to have that happen you know it's always like people are always like uh eh, you know whatever they, they're not players or whatever and he says it was just awesome to be able to focus on that part i can definitely speak to that from my own perspective too you know having not played competitively for so many years just before COVID, I was playing again, right? I was going to locals and I got top three, top four. But the players who are there, I have, I've known many of them for a long time. And like to them, it was not a surprise that I am, that I could play. You know what I mean? It's not like, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. like they knew me 10 years ago in a couple of cases or whatever, 15 right. years ago in a couple of cases. Um, so I didn't really get that feeling of like, see, you know, uh, <laughs> but uh, uh when I was invited to do the Killer Instinct um, event and and be be in that, that was a moment where I was like, "Oh, it's pretty cool to like not be asked to commentate, but rather to play." Like that was <laughs> the kind of sure. first feeling that I've I've had of that in in a very long time. So I definitely understand how that feels. Um, it's not something that I often think about anymore. I did think about it earlier in my commentary career after kind of retiring. I definitely thought about the fact that I, you know, I've, I felt like I should still be a competitor, even though the fact was I yeah. was not at that point. Um, I don't I just don't think about that very often anymore. But when I was invited to do that, I had that feeling again. And it's definitely right. definitely nice. Yeah. I mean, the, the year that I finally decided to not enter Evo and focus on commentary, because I had always entered anyway. But the first year that I decided to do that was, it was a tough year. I mean, it was just yeah. like, it felt weird because, I mean, it was during Street Fighter 4, obviously. And like, uh, I forgot when during Street Fighter 4. It was one of the later years. But every year in Street Fighter 4, uh, I would either make it out of pools or like get to grand finals of my pools. And then, uh, you know finally you know i was just like okay i'm gonna go ahead and stop now and it was like yeah. it's kind of hard <laughs> it is it is and, and and the worst thing about it is like i'm a volume player too so like what i'm doing these days playing games once a week twice a month three times james a month i saw not... you on the commentator event for the icfc and you were definitely blowing some dudes up all right <laughs> I right, saw it. Right. I know. I mean, but that's crazy. Like, I wasn't going to say anything, but I weird, saw it. The thing that drives me the most nuts about Guilty Gear, and again, this is just like my frust my own personal frustration. Ever since Street Fighter 4, I have never grinded a game online because I just realized I hate ranked. Like, I just don't enjoy it at all. 
And the thing about it is, Strive, I am absolutely convinced if I put the time in that game, like, I would just be blowing people up everywhere. And, you know, me doing that So well, what's stopping I'm, you, man? Do it. That's just the problem. It's like, I can't, I just, like, it's the online. It's just not Dude, fun. Dude, you do not, you do not need to do ranked. You do not need yeah, to do Yeah, you don't have towers. to play ranked in that game. Just play against people. Just, no, but I, that's what I, I, I mean. If, okay, okay. I don't like playing online. I just don't like playing online. It's just I that the reason why the Soul Cal distancing stuff that I do works so well for me is because we all just sit there and talk and chat and we all take turns like an arcade. I've created that environment, but that doesn't exist. Like that's not quite the same for me. Even if I just go into uh, lobbies, even if I just go out to the to the outside area, I don't know. It's just like it's. I I, I'm not. I'm not suggesting that you go into random player matches. Just send somebody a DM on Discord or on Twitter, and be like, "Hey, you want to you want to play a set?" Everybody in the world is going to say, "Yes, James Chen, of course I want to <laughs> yeah. play a set with you." One hundred percent. Yeah, and then there. That's the problem there of the introvertedness, right? Like I just hate bothering people, so it's a. That's like, I mean, I, I could tweet right now, hey, if anybody wants to play James Chen, they should bother him. And you'll get about 50 <laughs> tweets. Absolutely. 50 ads. Oh, man. Absolutely. No more excuses. Right. Play the game. Get good. I want to see James Chen top eight. I want to see you have to choose between commentating or playing top eight. That's what I want to see. <laughs> that's, like, that's just the crazy thing because, you know, I know I can't be that good at, like, Street Fighter V because it's just not my game. Like, that game is just not designed for my brain, but Strive is designed for my brain. And so, like, I know I could do... I mean, when I'm playing online right now, I just don't have a lot of character experience, but my my sessions when I do play Strive online is literally Celestial Challenge fail, Celestial Challenge fail, Celestial Challenge fail, <laughs> Celestial Challenge fail, point, Celestial yeah. Challenge fail. But, like, I'm just constantly getting challenges because once I get back into Floor 10, I beat everybody up. And then I just die in Celestial, and then, you know, because those guys are ridiculous, dude. Yeah, dude, we sure I are. Want, I want to learn Gold Lewis, big tummy dummy. I actually really want to learn Gold Lewis. He's such a sick character. <laughs> he is cool. Yeah, he's very good and very obnoxious. It's cool. Yeah. But uh, yeah, ooh. Commentator Cup went yeah. great. Uh, we're going to do more in the future for sure. I don't know what game. I don't know when. Could be Melty Blood. Could be... Mortal Kombat could be KOF. Who knows? But yeah. we'll definitely do more in the future. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it, obviously, we would like to do Street Fighter Five, but then we couldn't do Ryan Hunter versus Sejam Grand Finals, probably. <laughs> probably wouldn't work quite out as well as Strive, but we'll, we could figure something out. And what would really be cool is if we could also start going into other areas, too. So if we could do an EU version of the Commentator yeah. Cup. You know, and get like Guilty Gear in EU and just get like jammers going up against, you know, all going up against F Word and Logan. Oh, Logan wouldn't ever play Guilty Gear, so we would have to do Street Fighter Five for that. So anyway, yeah, the we'll point is that out. we are yeah, we'll we will we will do more in the future. All right, cool. Anything else on this? Do you want to move on? Let's keep it moving. Moving. Cool, very good. Uh, let's talk a little bit about what some of the tournaments are doing about COVID. Um, and for that, you know, just a, a few examples. So there have been recent announcements and in some cases clarifications. Uh, CEO 
course, is taking place in Orlando in December. Yep. Announced that they're going to be requiring proof of vaccination or negative COVID tests. Mm. Uh, they're also having fewer people than they probably otherwise would, caps on stuff. Um, frosty Faustings, proof of vaccine only. No negative COVID test. You got to have the proof of vaccine. Also, face masks you got to be wearing. Uh, NEC, masks required. ECT presents the pit coming up soon. Uh, they are requiring proof of vaccination. NYC, where it's taking place, requires proof of vaccination for anything, mm-hmm. right? Um, which I imagine is probably part of why it's taking place in NYC, to be honest. Um, so there, there are all these events that are taking place. Uh, we talked recently about a couple of events in the past where there were requirements like vaccination, masking, um, or negative COVID tests, right? These, these are these are happening. Uh, glitch happened this past weekend. Big smash event um yep. to my to my knowledge i tried to look into this i didn't see that there were any vaccination proofs required but they definitely did at least have like mask mandates and that kind of thing uh, okay. in there and there so far is a single confirmed case of glitch but again you know you have a an event that's however many it's a big event many hundreds of people or a thousand people whatever it is I'm and you sure come thousands, away with yeah. like one case is as i think we've talked about in my view at least like kind of where we are and and um still still justifiable to run events uh so anyway all these things are no. happening with with new announcements yeah hang on a quick uh, so one of the things that we talked about last week is we were talking about that florida fine right the, yes. the thing where they're gonna find people for requiring vaccine yep. stuff like that and we were talking about ceo and jabali and how that might you know, come to hurt him and, and that it might be 5,000 per person and not per event for the fine. And I saw that Jabaley, you know, he sent out a tweet. He was like, you know what? I'm pretty much down to swallow that $5,000 fine if that comes. But do we know if it's per person or if it's actually per event is, I mean, as a lawyer, do you know if Jabaley is going to be safe or anything like that? Cause I'm worried you know, if it does turn out to be per person and some, you know, someone's going to raise a stink, I couldn't go to CEO because he required, you know what I mean? Kind of stuff. Right. That definitely seems plausible. Uh, I mean, I'm not an expert in Florida law, but I... What about I, bird law? I'm, I've am i long been an expert in bird law. I'm actually the professor okay. of bird law at UCLA nearby here. Dude, did you study under the ornithologist James Bond? I don't know who James Bond is. Okay. That's where the name came from. It's an actual. He's actually an ornithologist, and Ian Fleming took his name and turned him into a wow. super spy. Well, I know who Ian Fleming is, but I've never heard of James Bond. Yeah. As far as the the event <laughs> law goes, um, I I just asked Alex to make sure that he's talked with an attorney in Florida about it, and he has. Um, so I'm not going to second guess like a Florida law expert, presumably, right? Um, sure. my, my reading of it before was that it's, it's $5,000 per violation. What does violation mean? Does violation mean each time you ask somebody for a proof of vaccination, is that a violation or is it a violation that you have an event where you're asking? <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. My right. read was that it was every single one, but maybe that's just wrong. Right. I just am not a Florida law expert. So, um, that's, that's, uh, what I would say about that. I mean, I'm. He's he's a businessman. I mean, he's not going to do anything that's too reckless. I don't think for 
for his business. Yeah. So you're I talking mean, about the guy that like tore his Achilles. Okay. Okay. And then wrestled look, three days later. Okay. Yeah. That he, <laughs> he will definitely, when it comes to like, <laughs> when it comes to things like that, where he's in the center of the ring, of course, Too of reckless. course, of course. But when it comes to like his business, I don't think well, it's really the same. Cone says in the chat that Jabaley said it was a private event and not a service or business. Right. So the That's law the, doesn't apply. Right. Uh, so the argument that they're using is that is that this is not a public business um, and instead is a private event. Again, I mean, I'm he's talked with somebody about this, so hopefully that will work yeah, out. I hope that counts as a private law. event, man. I don't. Yeah, sure. I yeah. hope. I, I hope nothing but the best for Jabali and CEO. But yeah. I mean, it, it makes sense. Private right? event. Because I don't like, know about that one. If you do have to, you know, register and pay to get in, like Tony says, Tony Ortiz says in the chat, right? I mean, there's restrictions to all sorts of events, right? You have to be over 18. You got to, you know, right. whatever. Yeah, say so, you have to sign up and give your information to go to some concerts. Does that make a concert a private event? I don't right, think so. Yes. Uh, private event is real iffy, man. Like, again, not florida law expert and again however as somebody luck, else man. in the chat good said luck. there yeah. are laws in florida i mean you know that's a pretty accurate <laughs> assessment at this point so it couldn't i mean hap- historically speaking happen. events are able to mostly do what they want yeah i mean that's i've certainly worked with a lot of tos and other event organizers that's been something i've been doing for many years on the legal end and in almost every case you you can do what you want. Not it's not categorically true. You can't like deny entry to people on the basis of protected classes like sex and race and stuff, right? There's certainly there's certainly limitations on what you can do, but it's still pretty broad, right. typically speaking. So I mean, one of the things that that made Florida's law so bad, obviously the public health implications, obviously bad, but also like weird that in a state where it's like anyway, I'm there's no point getting into the clear <laughs> nonsense of this. Um, it's not even worth it. I just felt like it's, this is like the, the David Rage meter was like, yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just got out a little gasket. Yeah, anyway. I mean, I mean, kind of off topic a little bit, it. but it reminds me of like the reason why you'll always hear Disneyland call all their employees cast members and actors and actresses is that me that allows them since they're not employees that allows them to limit them to physical appearances and stuff like that so you know they have the ability to to tell their cast members for a long time at disneyland nobody working at disneyland could have a beard or a mustache like you just had to be clean you had to have clean yeesh shaven uh that's changed because i've definitely seen mustaches and and beards on people at disneyland recently but that way they still have the ability to say you have to be white to play alice you have to be you know like they can enforce those kind of things by actually calling their workers their cast members and actors and actresses as opposed to employees so a lot of interesting ways to skirt the line around that so it's that's weird. definitely true. And yeah, Shinmaruku, that state has about 50 years left before it's just almost entirely gone anyway. Uh, <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> look, um, I mean, what, what we wanted to talk about here was, you know, whether, I guess, just kind of expound on what we've talked about in the past with respect to, to these things. Some of these events are going harder than others on this stuff. In some cases, there are legal restrictions on that, right? But 
But in other cases, it's just, you know, mask mandate or it's required vaccination or it's vaccination or proof of negative COVID test. Where do you guys feel comfortable putting that? Uh, I feel comfortable at requiring vax, vax and mask, which is what Frosties is doing. I mean, I know that CEO can't really do that. Um, laws and such and other events can't really do that. But yeah. or you can requiring both right now, I think, is the way to go. I think that's yeah. the safest way to go. I, I don't see why you would not want to be as safe as possible. So, yeah, vax and mask. I Look, man, I'm probably going to go to Frosty's. I don't want to wear a mask the whole time. It's going to be terrible. It's going to be disgusting. It's going to be moist in there. I'll probably have to carry like four or five masks with me just to make sure that like it doesn't get too gross. Right. But I'm going to do it because that's what we have to do right now. So just, you know, be an adult and do what you're supposed to do. <laughs> if if you're going to go to these events. Right. Yeah. You don't have to. But if you yeah. are going to go mask up and be vaccinated. And I think that's what should be required where uh, applicable. I mean, look, I mean, I've already said that I probably wouldn't, I won't go to CEO, even if they were like, Hey, James, we've Still selected you fence. as one of the commentators come to CEO. I probably wouldn't go and do it necessarily, but for frosty, like with a vax mandate and a mask mandate, Maybe that is something I would consider doing at this point, but I mean, like I said, Jabaley's kind of doing the same. It's tough right now. Like it's it's really hard to decide whether or not like I I feel comfortable with it at this point. I mean, again, like I've been to a social gathering recently, you know, where everybody was you know confirmed to be vaccinated and stuff and you know so thing like life has started to kind of get back to normal, but again, it's like. My paranoia is is uh, is uh, is hard to to fight against sometimes. So, look, I mean, it's not it's not paranoia, you know. I mean, this is a it's real pandemic. life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We just it's passed true. the the death numbers that the U.S. had in the nineteen eighteen pandemic. It, this is officially Jesus worse. It's not worse on hey, a per capita oh. basis, but hang on a second, David. Just want to say that Elvin Shadow is in the chat. And he says that we are definitely taking safety seriously. Our locals have the same policy, and it's just been fine for months now. So there you go. Elvin Shadow, of course, one of the main TOs of Frosty Fousting. So that's cool. Okay. So you're not being paranoid. It's a reasonable thing. And even beyond that, you know, to the extent that somebody refuses to get vaccinated or wear a mask, I don't really want to deal with with the if sort of what that can say there's other there's reasons to not do it that aren't just about being selfish right. or being in a cult right there's other stuff too but to the extent that it is in some person's case about being too selfish viewing themselves as just an atomized individual whose personal choices don't have an effect on the larger world uh uh being in just the weird anti-vax cult uh, i just <laughs> those also aren't people that i want around to right, be frank right. so i'm i'm okay with I'm okay with limiting that. Um, uh, I think that's been the case, you know, been the case for many of us that you kind of like see people in a different light and it's a bummer in many cases. It's been a bummer for me personally, uh, with some of my relationships, but that's, that's how it's, that's how it's gone. That's where they've chosen to go, I guess. And I haven't been able to change that. So that's, I, I, I'm okay with having, it's again, not paranoia, but on top of that, if this is a way to kick out some of the jerks, I guess. <laughs> yeah, give vaccinated, I mean, you nasty look, fucks. Jesus. I, don't know. I mean, someone in the chat asked a question. When, when does this become all too much? And like, 
I just don't even think that's a question that needs to be asked, to be honest with you, because I, I, I mean, yeah, there is potential that some evil corporation might try to take this and turn it into some, like, crazy thing, but, like, you know, like, suddenly, now, all of a sudden, everyone has to wear chips on their, you know, helmets or something like that, but, like, you know, chips that's on not, their helmets. that's not we're happening, dude. helmets, apparently. Like, as literally, well. literally, <laughs> see, I we're, I mean, see, that's what I mean, like, it could go, but literally, all we're asking is you get vaccinated, and again, this is not even anything new. We've been required to be vaccinated for diseases all over, the, like for decades like, now, yeah, right? For and, a very long time. And the worst thing about it is we're going so backwards that I saw some states or something like that were saying, well, you're right. We have required vaccinations for measles and mumps and stuff. So let's stop requiring vaccinations for those too. And it's like, what yeah. are you By some doing? states, you mean just Florida. Florida, Florida and, and Tennessee, I've, I've read. Oh, Tennessee is Gonna, yeah. Oh my! No, they, they haven't done it. There's just people calling for it. Oh, that's what I mean. Like, come on! This is the stupidest thing I've Dude, ever heard. That's, that's probably not going to happen. Mumps and measles are gone for a reason. <laughs> this, these are not. Yep things that we even discuss anymore <sighs> because we all get vaccinated when we're young like re vax requirements have been around forever it's nothing new man. yeah it's, it's yeah there's there's not. no slippery slope here it's not a case of what if we make this mandatory what are we going to make mandatory next it's not a slippery slope because we have nope. we've been on this part of the slope for a very long <laughs> right. time it's, it's real stable it's not raining <laughs> nope there's, there's no, no ice on the ground it's a yeah. Dude, if, 68 you on, if, you outside. if you stood on a skateboard, you wouldn't even move anywhere. That's the no, kind of slope that we're on. That's the flat dude. part of the, of the land. Yeah. Yeah. We're in the middle of Kansas. Just <coughs> flat land everywhere. Yeah, I, I remember mean, polio, says Andres. Because um, you're 400 years old. Yeah, polio had a lower rate of transmission and also a lower death rate for people who had polio than COVID does. Uh, and wow. we remember it as being a terrible thing. Obviously, it was. It was a terrible thing. COVID's <laughs> worse than that. Uh, you know. Anyway, obviously, we've been through through this conversation many, many times. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm glad to see that events are doing stuff, taking it seriously. I hope to see that level of seriousness continue. When is it going to end? I mean, when when will people get vaccinated? That's the question. The question is not something I can answer. Right. It's and, exclusively and answerable by people who choose to get vaccinated or not. That's well, it. Also, also, if they're able to, because obviously some other countries are having trouble because they just can't get access. Oh, I'm talking yeah, about right. our very privileged American context. For okay, sure. okay, it's yeah, it's yeah. very <laughs> different than other places. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've long been saying we should be giving way, way more doses of vaccine out to the rest of the world. We're hoarding it like crazy. It's awful. Is that actually true, Axiom? Dude, that's... That's an interesting stat. I have never read that stat before. Yeah, I haven't read that either. Um, but in any case, it's I fully agree it shouldn't be that safety is a political issue. A lot of people don't want it to be, including me. People who do want it to be, though, are making it a political issue. And I can't just be like, that shouldn't be a political issue. And it's not going to be. It's just not how it works, unfortunately. Right, yeah. All right, All let's right, uh, okay. move on. Let's move on here. Tokyo Game Show Expectations. All right, a couple of things to talk about in terms of what could be coming up in Tokyo Game Show. Well, some stuff that we definitely know is going to happen. Details yeah. we don't. Uh, let's talk about King of Fighters 15 first. There's going to be a playable build at TGS. Oh, I should say right. right off the bat, TGS is September 30th through October 3rd. So starting in just a couple Tokyo of days. Tokyo Game Show. Tokyo Game Show. Uh, there will be in this playable build eight characters, new and returning. 
and its invitation to that is, uh, I should say, the event is invitation only. So not yes. everybody's going to have access to the playable build. Uh, but presumably we'll get info about that from people who are invited to go play. Yeah. In addition so, uh, to that. Also, uh, just want to do a shameless plug here, but uh, the they're doing a presentation video for King of Fighters 15 at Tokyo Game Show, which will start at around 9 p.m. tomorrow Pacific time. So basically one day and three hours from now. And so at 8 p.m. tomorrow... Uh, myself, Olaf, and Kitty will be doing the synchronized stream, and we're actually going to restream that video and uh, and basically react, react, <laughs> synchronize, reacts to the TGS videos. So Great. if you guys want to tune into that, that'll be on twitch.tv slash jchenzor, and we will be uh, reacting to the KOF 15 video. Yeah, um, right? Are, are you are you talking about the thing where it's... Uh... KOA 15 dev talk, info on systems and characters, yeah. and mm -hmm. exhibition match. Yes. Sick. Mm -hmm. Yep. So there's going to be a lot of info coming out on that, I'm, I'm sure. So lots of KOA 15 stuff happening in the next couple of days. In addition, Guilty Gear Strive will have some info. October 2nd, 9 p.m. Pacific time, there's going to be an Arc System Works special program, which will show Strive. Uh, in addition to River City Saga Three Kingdoms and River City Girls 2. So. I've never heard of River City Saga Three Kingdoms until I saw it in your notes. And yeah, I immediately had to look it up. There's no yeah. gameplay footage or anything, but like I'm just like, what? Yeah, <laughs> because... dude. As soon as I saw that title, I was like, James needs to know about this. Like, dude, that was I, my thought. I, I know saw... you're so into that, dude. If there's gonna, because I love River City Ransom. Okay, like that's just a great series of games already. And I love Three Kingdoms. Are they going right. to make a little chibi beat them up with Three Kingdoms characters, like Dynasty Warrior style, but like with Rip Dude? I need to know cool. about this game. I need to know about this game. Well, you will. <laughs> October 2nd at 9 p.m. PT, you will. So, as far as the Strive stuff goes, we don't have any info that I've seen on what they're going to be talking about. However, we could speculate wildly. You want to speculate wildly? Do you think that the next DLC character is going to be shown at this no. event? No, I don't. Uh, I don't think so, actually. Okay. Uh, that character is not supposed to come until what December? Yeah, but I mean, oh, they show them off now. Like, That's not very Arxis of them. But it would just be a good hype trailer, right? Nah, I guess it's kind of true. Maybe? I, I, th I think they're going to show off all the new system mechanics that they're adding to the game. I think they're going to show off oh, how the okay, game is going to okay. wildly change with the October patch. I think you, that's what's going to get shown off. You think it's like a big change, huh? I do think it's a big change, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, this is part of what I, I, I want to speculate wildly I about. I don't feel like they would have talked about the October system change patch unless it was going to be big system changes. And James is freaking out over something I don't know what. But yeah, that's what I'm guessing. Pictures, that's what I'm guessing. They put screenshots of the that River City oh. Three Kingdoms. Oh my god. <laughs> it's like designed for you. I need to send this to my brother, dude. I need to send that to my brother. Holy crap. Okay. Anyways. Mm. <laughs> Sorry. But yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't know what they're gonna change. I have no idea, but I think that's what's gonna get shown. I think they're gonna show off system changes rather than the next DLC character. I hope they do. I hope it's happy chaos and he looks dope and I get to play him and blah, blah, blah. But 
uh, yeah, I, I just don't think they will. I think it's too soon if the character's not coming until October or um, December, rather. Yeah. Well, okay. I mean, what I, kind of stuff are you expecting will change in the system? Dude, I have no idea because I really like the game the way it is. I'd be fine if it stayed the way it is. Yeah. I think there is so much more to explore. I don't, I don't want big system changes, Dude, but I, hopefully they make them and they're dope. I mean, that's that's all I can really say. I, it was a uh, Kizzy K had one of the most interesting changes that he wanted to the game when I talked to him a few weeks ago. Uh, he basically said he wants punches to be plus on hit because most punches are like minus on hit. So when you check people, you're still negative or something like that. It was kind of interesting. It was kind of an interesting thing. But I mean, honestly, I know it was a discussion for a while, you know, they need more defensive mechanics, you know? And then you go watch Exern, which has like a billion defensive mechanics and it's like yeah. almost more oppressive than Strivers, you know? I, I, I hope they don't give defensive mechanics because if they do, they're going to give even more offensive mechanics. <laughs> like, no, so they're, they're, I, that's, there's no way that defense will ever be stronger than offense in Guilty Gear. This is I not Dice's vision. I mean, I do want a little bit better defense in one aspect, just to make it so that uh, using uh, uh, faultless defense, you know, the green blocking, didn't chunk meter away as you block. Like, make it like the old games that it just drains as you hold it, basically, and as you block. Uh. Just just so it doesn't use up as much. And so it... Because the, the hardest part about it is with how much it chunks, especially like how they decided to nerf Soul's far slash to make it so that if you block it, it pushes him away. Like you're still kind of guessing. And so every time you do it and he does like slash into heavy slash and you block both of them or you do slash, it doesn't bounce him far away enough and you block a slash, you're losing a ton of meter. You know what I mean? Like, you're losing a ton of meter for those kind of reasons. But sure. if you could actually hold it and just kind of pay... Because the thing is, meter is also super valuable in this game because the Roman cancels yeah, really are is. super powerful. So, I like, I almost never use faultless defense because for me, Potemkin, fast RC, pop buster, being in the cards is, like, necessary. So I just die by chip and stuff all over the place. So I would like to see it if they made it so that faultless defense could be used more freely uh but that doesn't change defense it just changes how quickly it uses the meter which i think is good i mean if anything that change makes offense even stronger because you're going to be able to save more meter and get more chances to brc yeah <laughs> like yeah. It, it, it i think overall that would end up making the game more offensive than defensive like that i yeah so sure why not bring it on i want more meters why not <laughs> i don't want i don't want four meters i don't want three meters like some no, people have been yeah, calling yeah, for yeah, no, no, i think no, it's no, too no. much but maybe if we built meter faster or like james said there like we didn't drain as much meter for doing things like fd sure that'd be cool to me like i'd be down for that i feel like gold lewis is designed around uh, making people meter. use their meter yeah, yeah. for sure yeah 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 he takes your money or your life that's the character and I, I think that's a really cool design i would love to see more of that i guess maybe jacko was even kind of like that as well yeah. so i i like i like that idea and i wouldn't mind actually seeing them go further on that personally so i don't know if i want to change to the meter i really enjoy the game as is as well i could see some things change i mean that's certainly been the case for them in the past but i guess i I guess I don't expect big system changes in in the October patch. I wouldn't at all be surprised to see that 
next year, maybe, you know, in, in a little bit longer time. But as far you as, know, you know, there's... the game will have been out for, what, five, four or five I months mean, at that point? About that, yeah. They said they were going to say a, big changes for yet. the October patch, right? Like, yeah, yeah. I, I guess I read that to be character changes. That was my, uh, was my read okay, of it. Okay, okay. Uh, well, the character changes came. They, they said that was the, the first patch was... Well, no, they said that also patch. big character changes. No, like, they don't yeah. want to oh, do anything okay. crazy to the characters until mm -hmm. the October patch. And, I mean, frankly, if they just nerf Souls Far S so it's minus on block... Then I don't even care about that faultless defense. Man, you, you and Sajam can argue about this in like five minutes. It'll be great. <laughs> right? Yeah. And Arc Revo, with that starting, would they would they make very substantial changes right before you that? Know, you know what? I, I just something that just came across my mind that maybe since it's Tokyo Game Show and they want to show something big, maybe they're going to show off crossplay. Maybe they finally got crossplay between PS5 and PC. That would be sick. And actually, one of the I've, I've, we completely forgot to talk about this last week. Now that I think about it, but Capcom actually announced that they changed the the date of their release of their DLC mm. because of their finals and stuff like that. So you know, when Tubo mentioned that maybe Arxis might not want to try to do anything crazy till after Arc Revo, makes a lot maybe. of sense. Actually, it makes a lot of sense because these developers are more mindful of the esports facet about things. You know, not dropping Tanya two weeks before evo anymore you know kind of thing so yeah yeah i don't know i don't know what they're gonna show off but hopefully it's cool hopefully it's worthy of them paying money to be showing off at tokyo game Dude, show right like, right i mean if they add instant kills and made them still like really hard to land and whatever like that i would be happy just because the instant kills the thing that I miss the most about Instant Kills is they have always been, like, bar none, some of the best animations in Exert. Like, Johnny's Instant Kill, Answer's Instant Kill, dude, uh, Dizzy's Instant Quit. I mean, like, they just, like, have, like, some of the best things ever. Like, I don't know if you guys remember Dizzy's where she just shot, like, the background and it just created this giant mushroom cloud, like, by mistake, and the character would go, like, and look behind them and they would hold up a flag and just, just surrendered like so it actually doesn't instant kill them they just see this big nuclear explosion they're like nope done I'm good. <laughs> and it was genius dude like that's the reason why i would want those back is just because they were bikins instant kill oh i mean seriously it's like seriously some of the best animations yeah i, I am not sure how they could make a game that has pretty long wall splat animations also work with instant kills and not be really good. Maybe instant kill startup is just five seconds or something. Well, the way that they did it in the Exert, uh, because BRCs existed and stuff like that, instant kill activations didn't freeze time and had a lot of startup until the opponent was in danger. Then when you activated instant kill, it froze time and made it so it was easier mm -hmm. to combo okay. into it. They could do something similar like that, so... They had ultras. Got it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, basically. Uh, all right. And then anything else to say about gear in this context? Nope. Nope. Just to briefly say, there's probably not going to be Street Fighter V stuff. Capcom had an announcement about what they're going to be showing at TGS, and they said Monster Hunter. So <laughs> probably not SF5. I mean, it doesn't mean that necessarily there right. will not be SF5. They're not saying we're not going to talk no about Street it, Fighter Five. We don't want it. We don't. Want... Of course, yeah. <laughs> but uh, that'll be cool if there was some. Though. Unlikely, it seems. Yeah, yeah. I mean, do you think 
What do you think the chances of us getting new information on the uh, Dungeon Fighter online fighting game? Ooh, that would be great. That'd be sick. We haven't heard uh, anything for a bit. We got a trailer not too long ago, right? For Evo, I think. Didn't we get a trailer? There <laughs> I don't there's, even know. There's definitely like a little like bit of gameplay trailer. I haven't seen anything trailer. about that game in a long time. There's yeah. definitely a little bit out there for sure. But then I remember also, with, like within the last year. I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, Google yeah, it now. Last year, yeah, but within the last like six months, I'm googling it now because now you're looking at me like I'm insane. <laughs> Didn't they say also that they announced that they're working on a new Unist or a Uni game? Maybe. New uni. Yeah, but they, that was just like just an announcement of the announcement. Basically, there, right. there's nothing that went beyond that. I just want them to come out with a new Undernight game so that they can just finally shorten the name down and just call it like Undernight in Birth Two. <laughs> <laughs> see how much text they use in that game james they will never do that dude yeah when we were doing commentator cup when we were doing commentator cup and we were listing what games people commentated i was typing out the name of every game except for unist mm-hmm, like i just mm-hmm, wouldn't mm-hmm. do it because it took mm-hmm. up too much space and i couldn't fit the rest of it into the page so <laughs> that was right, like the well. one game i would abbreviate Tupperware is furiously Googling. I am. I'm looking for it. I am Dude, he's Mandela affected himself to the point I where he believes there was a trailer. Dude, I could have swore we saw something. Well, you can Google that on the break that we're about I to mean, take. Here's the crazy thing, though, right? I mean, just with the one minute left. I mean, yeah. for the past, I feel like three or four years, there's always been like five fighting games in the horizon. And, like, right now, I feel like it's, like, Guilty Gear. I mean, not Guilty Gear, King of Fighters. I mean, Melty Blood and Nickelodeon are coming out, like, within, like, a few weeks. And uh, so there's obviously the Dungeon Fighter, maybe a... Like, I actually feel like this is one of the most empty times of, like, stuff down the road in terms of stuff that we know actually exists like obviously they're working on a street fighter six and a tekken eight and whatever but you know it's weird i feel like you wait am i going didn't you just start that sentence out by saying how many things are coming up and then you were like there's not that much stuff coming up Maybe I totally misread what you said. Well, no, because I said that. No, no, because I said Melty Blood and Nickelodeon are coming out in like literally a few weeks. Like we don't have like, right. We don't have like, usually there's always been like, okay, within the next, like we already know in 2022, there's like these four fighting games coming out, you know, like that's how it's been the past few years. But I feel like this one's unique in that like next year, it's like King of Fighters is coming out early. And then really, what else do we know? Like, it's weird. It's crazy. I'm sure there will be yeah. a lot. We have a new console yeah. with no fighting game yet. Right. I'm sure. A whole new gen. But yeah, I didn't find anything. Maybe I dreamt it all. That's crazy. I, I Literally, I could have sworn in my brain that yeah. they put I, out I, a trailer, <laughs> like a really quick trailer of <laughs> gameplay. But it was, nope. an, it was announced by the Berenstein Bears, or <laughs> oh, I, I don't. Yeah, man, I'm I'm out there. Don't worry. It's been a long month of work and streaming, guys. It's been real long. Just All right, well, bear with me. Let's give Tupperware a break and let's take a break. All right, we're gonna do that. We'll come back. We have an interview with Sage M coming up. All right, be right back, guys. back gamers Woo! to the ultra chen tv show i hope everybody's been enjoying it we're introducing our next guest all the way from southern california it's me say jam what up 
Damn, you're good. That was a good idea, David. Damn, uh, damn he's good. Damn, damn he's, he's good. good. Oh no, oh, I don't oh, have no. his camera. Oh, no. Dude, I don't Jay have his camera. Sorry, sorry. I was so excited you know, about that. I was so my excited green screen about is not that. working. I forgot yeah, that's, that's to I forgot to load work. his camera in here because I was so excited. Oh my green screen! What a what an incredible segue! What a great intro <laughs> oh that led God. into this failure on my part. I'm so sorry. Yeah, we're good. What's up? Well, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm I'm out of here. So <laughs> How you gamers doing? Good, uh, dude. Thanks a no. lot for coming on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, you got your coffee? You got your coffee going here? I, am, I drink my second cup of coffee every day at 6 p.m., so yeah. What do you got? <laughs> what kind of coffee do you got? This is, um, I don't remember. It's like a medium roast that I got at the grocery store, and I made like four days ago in this cold brew thing, and it's yeah. there's just like a third of it left. <laughs> I think it's funny. I've always laughed at this. Other people meal plan, you know, they'll like at the beginning mm -hmm. of the week put out all sorts of food that they're going to be eating over the next week and all healthy portions. And you you do that with coffee. <laughs> I do. Yeah. I make it. It's a batch at a time. You know, I got like a big it, it's like a gallon that I make. And it's, yeah, just, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's got a little spigot and you just like get a cup. <laughs> it's really nice. Uh, all right. Well, cool. Uh, thanks a lot for coming on. Uh, so we're going to be talking about all the stuff down there at the bottom. But mm -hmm. I always think it's cool to start out by asking people how they got started in fighting games, both how did you get into fighting games in the first place? But then also, how did that turn into you taking fighting games competitively seriously? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, for me, I think like a lot of people, I played fighting games when I was really young, but like not very, you know, we all just kind of dabbled. And then Street Fighter 4 came out and all my friends like really wanted to play Street Fighter 4 and I thought the game was kind of whatever. I was like, <laughs> I don't know about all this. So I wasn't really interested in it that much. And I was like, I think I got it at like a, a deal with like Morrowind, like the Elder Scrolls game and like something else. And like it was like a deal pack situation. <laughs> wow. Was, all right. I was kind of not interested. And then um, I watched the Evo finals with Justin and Daigo and I was like, OK, maybe I should take this more serious. This looks fun. <laughs> so then I was like playing it more and more. and then. You guys remember then like Street Fighter 4, like in Super had the team event thing. Uh, oh, what ended up happening yeah. is like you, it randomizes your team order whenever you play. And I was playing with two of my other friends. One of them is Brad, who you guys know, mm -hmm. Bradley Sonic Boom Brad, yep. who's on his honeymoon. I hope he's enjoying it. Ooh, cool. uh, cool. Yeah, it, it like um, randomized our team. And there was like me first and then a friend and then like him or something or, and like that and he's like wow the game randomized us weakest to strongest like, he, he said that <laughs> he said that when it randomized us and i was like i will never lose again to you <laughs> i started playing fighting games like mad serious it's like wow the ending, it's like the ending of gone with the wind and i will never lose again yeah <laughs> the end, i was like wow. i will never accept the loss again I was so petty about it. And then we just ended up liking fighting games. So him and I just played a bunch of other fighting games and it was great. I mean, you have you've had that competitive fire in you too. You wrestled in school. Mm -hmm. Like do you do you feel like that's is that the draw for you? Is the is the competition then the thing that you really care about in fighting games? Yeah, I, I like the competition a lot, but I think equally or maybe even more, I like thinking about the competition or thinking about like the game or sport or activity or whatever it, is, whatever it is to like an obsessive nature to like the point where you know you're like how does this work at this level and like why did everything why was every decision made and is there a better mm -hmm. decision to be made is if not like you know could there have been a better decision earlier or later or whatever i was the same way with wrestling like it was 
really something I cared a lot about. And then same thing with most of the games that I ever picked up. And then fighting games are just like the genre that I stuck to more than almost anything else, especially because there's like always a new fighting game. I, I'm sure if I was playing some other genre, I would do the same thing in that. But yeah, for fighting yeah, games, mean, it did, just it feels right. You know, did you ever get into any of the other competitive games, even at least a little like, you know, like uh, RTS or anything like that? Yes, I am a sober League of Legends addict. Um, <laughs> I used to play a lot of RTS. I used to, I play a lot of shooters still. It's actually like when I'm not playing fighting games, I usually play shooters a lot or mm. uh, card games. I like TCGs a lot. So I was playing a lot of Runeterra and I used to play Hearthstone and Magic and other stuff. So, okay. yeah, in those games, I, it's the same way. It's funny as like last year, my three most watched streamers are like all card game streamers. I think actually <laughs> just like I was just playing so much Runeterra that I was watching it all the time. So what about fighting games is is the thing that keeps you there rather than any of the other ones? Uh, yeah, go I, commentate Hearthstone already. <laughs> I love card games. <laughs> I would I don't want to do Hearthstone though. But I would do a different <laughs> card game for sure. Yeah. Um for me, I, I think with fighting games, it's like unlike card games, which I like a lot and I, you know, play a lot too, is the the physical aspect of it is really important. Mm. It's what I like about wrestling too. It's the same kind of thing where like your own personal motivation to improve and like, you know, just be better at it and self-analyze and all that stuff is like really important. And the the physical element and the strategy of fighting games together is something I really like. Card games, it's not, you know, it's not really the same in that aspect. It's it's largely just like, you know, decision making and like, is this the right choice? Like, well, I could play around this or that and I can do this. Like, th there's lots of options there, but. The fighting game aspect of like you know it being alive is is what I enjoy. That definitely makes sense. Um, so you're you you weren't interested initially in SF4, but mm -mm. when a little game, well, okay, I'm not gonna set it up. Although I think it could be funny, but I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna ask you. Go off, go off. Man. <laughs> no, it's all right. Uh, so what? Uh, if if SF4 wasn't as a game super interesting to you, what was the first fighting game that you felt like this is like the game that really has me? Uh, I liked Street Fighter 4 a lot and I loved Marvel 3. I was like a huge Marvel 3 fan and I think if I wasn't like in high school and like not, you know, I was commentating more often, I would have done more Marvel 3. But then the greatest genre, subgenre of fighting games ever, NRS, dropped Injustice 1 and I was like, well, well, well. <laughs> And I pushed it out of the way for Killer Instinct. I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but I, it, it was just the timing of it. I'm sure like for all of you, it's, it's probably similar. Like the time that I was like out of high school and then I had free time to actually like go to events. Like I had a car and money for the first time ever. Like yeah. Injustice and KI were like coming out, you know? So I was like going to events and those games were new. So I was just playing them and trying them. If I was a little older and I was playing Street Fighter 4 or marvel 3 and at the same time period i'm sure it would have been the same thing but it's just like yeah those games came out and finally we we're like hey maybe we should go to suit like super arcades not that far right like maybe we should just go to a local and then i went to a local and i had a great time now obviously at this point you know you've transitioned into commentary uh mm. but even before we get to that point i mean you know i kind of want to talk about you competing because you did really well in some of the early killer instinct tournaments and stuff and you know is there a dog down there or, oh, a no. yeah, he's giving, he gave me a water bottle oh, hey. oh good boy oh. good boy sorry i've like i've lost train of thought and i don't remember what i was asking anymore see you uh, don't have uh you don't have the the reminder to take a sip in your chat anymore, so <laughs> no. doggo's taking over. Yeah. Doggo's taking over. over. No, yeah. I mean, 
I mean, at you are competing and you are really, really strong in a lot of fighting games, and I still think you are right. Like, obviously, you got second place at the Commentator Cup and everything like that. Is there part of you that kind of feels like you were? as a competitor, like actually still grinding in there, trying to get into Capcom cup and all these things. My, my thought process was basically like I did commentary, not because I didn't want to compete, but because I thought the kind of commentary I wanted to do was not, there wasn't enough of it. So mm -hmm. I kind of did it as like a, like, I think most people you go to an event and they're like, Mondo's like, Hey, get on the mic. We need somebody to go do it. And you're just like, <laughs> okay. And you just, he just yells at you and you're just like, sure. But it was it was basically because the kind of commentary I wanted for all the games that I wanted to do it for didn't exist. Mm -hmm. And there's like a lot of players, right? Like, you know, if, if one player disappears, like they're just going to get, you know, a new player is going to show up any day now and just place in the bracket and get top whatever. And, you know, that kind of stuff. But the kind of commentary I wanted to do, I felt like, you know, I should try doing it and doing it more because it didn't really exist the way that I wanted it right. to. So I just focused on that more. And like most things, I would have rather focused like fully on doing commentary well rather than like do a bit of competing do a bit of commentary right. but like your efforts yeah. are split in a way that's like less satisfactory you know i mean yeah, i mean look fair, what, if the when, commentators, when us... i was about to say if the commentator if one commentator disappeared we could replace him with phenom's pet hamster right i mean like <laughs> <laughs> facts <laughs> yeah. got him damn james you're spitting <laughs> when when a lot of people go into commentary it's it's at a point where the competition isn't working out as much anymore hmm. you know i mean that is i think that that's true for listen speak us. for yourself people like me and say <laughs> we went up on the top okay? okay we're the best of the best of the best and we said you know what we can also be the best commentators it was that well, as you saw on friday night there are comment there are commentators who are very strong fighting mm -hmm. game players still i don't mean to say that none of us are but nevertheless it's the case that for a lot of people the playing career even if it's not like they can't do it anymore it's like for other reasons it's less they don't have as much time or like whatever it may be you can so call commentary me out, also looks <laughs> you can call me out. <laughs> <laughs> obviously i have reasons for not playing anymore you know i mean this is the case for any of us anyway anyway for you it wasn't really like that but nevertheless you made this decision and i've always thought that was that was cool that you recognize like it's right. hard to be good yeah. at both but um how did you feel about about giving up that competitive player side of things? Uh, I mean, I miss I love competing. I think it's super fun. Yeah. To be honest, like I would do it more often if I wasn't commentating, I think, like especially yeah. like uh, during COVID times when there was like less events to go to and stuff. I was really like, man, maybe I should enter some online tournaments, but they usually just happen so late or like on days that I'm usually taking off anyway that I'm like, ah, maybe I shouldn't. But in my head like i i don't mind like i can enjoy the game both as a competitor like you know playing in it and like feeling that kind of competition and the, the level of play or as someone who is like uh coaching because i did you know after i was wrestling i did wrestling coaching and i yeah, was like totally. the same enjoyment okay. i really liked okay. it and then after you know playing i was doing more commentary stuff and so i wouldn't mind doing more competing i i do miss it but at the same time like I don't need to compete to feel the same things that you get from enjoying fighting games at a high level like I am, to be honest, most of the time, I would rather, like, be in a place where there's, like, all the good players that you're going to play in bracket and just play against them all night than play in a tournament mm -hmm. against them. You know sure. what I mean? I think, like, a lot of people are like that, where it, I would rather go to a place where there's casuals with, like, you yeah. know, the 10 best players in my region than, like, play in a tournament with them and, like, play less games. And, you know what I mean? I mean I'd rather just compete and play more. In that yeah, way. that's that's one of the reasons why 
combo breaker is like the players tournament, right? Because they've got the 24 hour venue and they all get to play each other all the time. And yeah, that's really important to have for, uh, for, for strong players like that. Hey, don't forget Frosty's has it. I believe now too. Like correct me if I'm wrong, Elvin and Mike, <laughs> but I guess Mike and Mike, but I'm pretty sure Frosty's <laughs> has that as well. So. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I was going to say like when I went to locals in Japan, that was one of my favorite things about it is like, they didn't really, you know, the gambling laws and stuff they don't really care about tournaments that much it's more right. like every gathering is just like hey we're gonna play casuals all night for like six hours and i'm like <laughs> sick that sounds great i would love to do that yeah elvin shadow says there will be two 24 hour ballrooms there this you go year. so there you go nice. so you did make the decision to go more into commentary was there what with with your focus on commentary did you have like antecedents for that were you in <laughs> acting spell antecedents okay all right yeah fine, fine. all of us my, are right. like what the heck all right my antecedent for it my my antecedent for it was uh <laughs> was giving uh debate speeches back in high school so oh. there, there you go there's the antecedent um anyway what what came before it if anything for you like or was this just like kind of a performing thing that you hadn't tackled before um i like doing stuff like that, public speaking and, and being in front of things, talking about the things that I enjoy sort of naturally. And so it, that kind of felt normal to me, but I had already been making content for a long time, actually. Like I, I started making content in 2010. Wow. Um, I you was making years old. I was a, just a child. <laughs> I was in, I was 13, 14, something like that. I was, I was, <laughs> I was joking. Oh, no. I, I was actually pretty close. You I was were a, just a little making content kid. at 13 years old? I know you make a, you're like a fresh faced little kid. Dude, you post a video, they're like, go it, die. You're like, oh, just okay. make you think of those kids who are like that one kid who was like reviewing Sonic characters or something. You know? That was me. I was like, Ryu kicks really hard and he can throw fireballs. I was like, yeah. and they're like, oh, nice. No, but I, I was. I was making, I, I liked the, at the time, one of the genres of YouTube style that was popular was uh, gameplay commentaries. Those are like, really sick around 2010 2011 and everybody loved that stuff for like every genre so i just made that and like tutorial stuff and, and everything for different fighting Is games that still up? do you still have those videos up could i dig through your youtube and find them i probably they're still there i assume sick. I, somebody I go find somebody go find them. these game tutorials from or like whatever that's, it was from say jam anymore <laughs> my most watched video ever is an assassin's creed tutorial on how to turn on the cheats wow. after you beat the game Wow. Wow. Yeah. So dude, everyone was, just mentioned it right when you said that, dude. That's yeah. so funny. The Assassin's Creed. <laughs> wow. So, I, yeah, I was making like content. I like doing that even before, you know, even before doing commentary and stuff, which is really funny because, you know, like there was like the mythos that I just appeared out of like a jar in 2016. They're like, <laughs> Sajam didn't exist. And then he appeared and he was everywhere. They spawned him in a commentary lab. <laughs> I had already been making content about fighting games for like six years at that point. Damn. And for sure. I didn't make a living on content alone without commentary until like last year. So like, <laughs> right, you know, I like, you know, commentary was my job that I made money from for like four years or five years. And then, you know, content was like just something I, I did for fun for a decade before it was my job, really. Cool. So let's talk, let's talk about that then. Let's talk about the sort of more content side. Uh, mm. how's that transition gone for you? And, and at what point did you feel like this is something that I should concentrate on rather than just being a fun side thing? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I had started to focus on doing more of it in 2019 because in 2016, 17, and 18, I was dying. My body was exploding Dude. from traveling 40 weekends everywhere. a year. Yeah, I was... Yeah. It was so bad. Like, you know, do E-League shows until midnight and then get on a flight at five in the morning and fly to Canada Cup and then commentate all day mm. there and then do the top eight the next day and then fly home, then go to like six locals and then stream and then yeah. fly on third. It was like, it was not right. Yeah, it's but, brutal. But... In 2019, I was like, okay, and what if instead of traveling like 40 weekends a year, I traveled like 30 and I did a little bit more, you know, content and other things and focused on that kind of stuff and build up my own stream and, and, you know, YouTube and stuff like that. So then I was doing that in 2019. I was digging it. It was great. 2020 comes around and, you know, just <laughs> certain companies <laughs> just they're like, you know, this Sajam guy, he's real smelly. He won't stop talking about net code. And then yeah. I was like, okay, well, maybe this year I should just focus more on content in 2020, right? I mean, you know, I might not be getting all the gigs I was before. And then everybody was working on content, <laughs> including <laughs> me, because that was all there was. So I'm actually really lucky. I've talked about it a lot, but um, like, I think when it comes to commentary, like I was doing really well before COVID, right? right? Like mm -hmm. I was, I was doing awesome. I was like, Money is great. The work is really fun. I like it a lot. And I was, I cut back a little bit to focus on content because of that. I think in 2020, I was uniquely prepared as a commentator for like the switch to COVID, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. I still lost like 30% of my income or something like that. So I, tr I try to explain to my child, like, you know, I'm doing great. I'm down 30%. Like, I want <laughs> you to think about everybody else and you should go support them and like, think about their content and stuff because you know, I'm doing great <laughs> like that. That is like, you know, a good reference point to I think yeah. now. But I, I think now, honestly, I'm doing probably as well as or maybe better than I was doing as a commentator full time with content okay. in 2021, which is great. So. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. I got 3000 subs now. All right. I know. Think I lost, I'm doing, think I'm doing all right. I didn't stream for two days and I lost 350 subs. That's what it's Dude, like. It's to mean, you know, brutal, man. <laughs> you, just, you just get those back Monday. As soon as you go live at 1 p.m. Pacific time, it's all true. the Sage Am fans come through and just dropping their subs on you. I've seen yeah. it happen. That's I mean, I'm there every day. Like that is it is for sure. Oh, no, for yeah. sure, absolutely. I'm not taking away. I'm just giving him shit for being successful. I know, okay? I know, I know. But I think that's. I mean, look, like that's a grind, and I've always wondered what it feels like for your money to be so contingent. You know, what I mean, I guess in every case like, you have to be working to get paid, but in in the case of streaming, it feels like it's even a little bit more so. Yeah, I think so as well. But I mean, I don't think commentary was a particularly stable profession but i always felt confident that it would be fine I, I felt confident that i would have enough work that it didn't bother me once i started doing it full-time you know like before i didn't just like start trying to commentate full-time in like 2013 the first time i did commentary or something right i had already done it for like three years before i ever even thought about doing it full-time and you know the same thing with content where like my like philosophy on it is i don't really think about the numbers or like how my stream is doing or subs or anything i basically just like do the content and put on the show. And if people want to support it, they can. And I don't really, you know, stress too much about anything else. I, it's, right. you know, I'm thankful enough that my content does really well and people do want to support it. But like some, you know, some streamers are like, you're not a sub scram nerd. Get out of my stream. <laughs> it always makes me feel bad. You know, when like people come in, they're like, you know, I really can't afford to sub this Dude, month. Right? So I'm yeah. sorry, I can't. I'm like, do not apologize. For <laughs> yeah, you it need is... that five dollars way more than I do. Yeah. Homie, please. Don't worry about it. my stream. Like my stream, I don't run ads. You don't have to sub. 
to play or watch anything or participate in anything I do, you don't have to, you just, you know, watch the stream. It's okay. I'm not worried about it. But I mean, like, what do you think was one of the main secrets? Like I, I've always, whenever I talk about your stream, you know, I talk about, you know, the consistency and just the ability to keep doing this. Right. Because, uh, and obviously to provide good content, but lots of people mm. provide good content out there. But, you know, I feel like, you know, your fan base and stuff is built over years of just consistent streaming hard work and planning shows and all this stuff like that so you know a lot of people i know when they talk about maximilian they're like why does he have so i mean like it's it's deserved right it's a lot of work that you put into this yeah i think that is one of the things that is hard to beat about people who've been doing it a long time is they have had a long time to build up a huge audience and so like Climbing the mountain when they're already at the top is quite hard, right? Like, so that is that is something that you always have to keep in mind. For me, you, you know, I'm live the same time every day, and I always have been every time I've been home. Like, I set a schedule. It's always my time. I'm always live at that time. You also always know what to expect from my stream, sort of. I think, like, a mm -hmm. couple of years ago, I sort of normalized doing, like, beginning of the stream talk show segment, end of the stream gameplay or other stuff segments, right? Like, for that sure. was not really that common before. And so you would, like, create Twitch content for YouTube. You know, and so that mm. my YouTube blew up because of that. And I think that formula is like really successful in other genres and other people on YouTube do it too, or on uh, Twitch do it. Yeah. So that style was like really new at the time. And then now, you know, even if you're trying to emulate that style, you know, my channel is that style, but because everybody's already watching it, right? So you have to be super creative. And even me with a really large stream already, I already try to innovate on that and do stuff like Will It Kill or stuff like uh, the other game shows that I've been doing or podcasts or D&D or other shows that I've tried to do or like workshopped and stuff like that. Some of them stick, some of them don't, but it's important to just like keep trying new things and then, you know, mix up your content so that people are interested in it no matter what you're doing. Talk about the amount of effort that goes into that stuff. Like how much time do you spend doing this? Uh, whenever I'm not streaming, I basically am always either watching a fighting game or some other thing, right? And I usually think like, if I really enjoy something, I usually think, can I do this in some way? Like, is th does this exist in our space? Is there something like it that I can do? Or like, does it make sense? So sometimes I will get inspired by things and like, it'll make its way into my content or commentary. I talked about like when I did Dragon Ball commentary for top eight in 2018, for instance, this is like a commentary inspiration, but you know, Obama did like his big like speech when he did Evo commentary for yes. for Gigi. And he was just like, you know, this is the best man in East Japan versus West Japan. It's the weight of the coin. Like he did that big thing. <laughs> when I watched it, I thought that was so cool, but it was like 25 minutes long. So I thought to myself, <laughs> like, OK, for a normal commentator that people don't want to listen to for 25 minutes, how can I get some of that energy and like the the short like summary of their who they are and why it matters but in like a, a short form so in 2018 and what i started doing a long time after that was i would just like take whoever's in the top eight and give a 20 to 30 second summary hey this is this person this is who they are this is what they do that makes them unique and i would do it in like a very you know like this is what this is kind of a way and uh that was something that i i, I took from that and the same thing will it kill is also inspired by something else in the same kind of way did you just have a light turn on in your room? <laughs> yeah, I, well, yeah, I was I don't know very what curious. A light just, I think my I think someone was doing laundry or something, so they just walked by and turned it on. But I'm gonna go turn it off because I think it looks bad. <laughs> 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 I like thought someone was taking a picture of Sejam while he was sitting there, dude. It was like a, a trying flash, to get his, dude. you know. 
It's trying to get his lighting right, you know? You had the Sage fans outside your window taking pictures, you know? <laughs> Dude, I'm was telling like the flash, you. Yeah. The, the Sage fans are, well, listen, listen, I, like, all right, so I work from home, right? So mm-hmm. I'll tune in to Sage Amp stream most days, right? But I get in there a little bit early, and there's literally already like 100 people, 100 Sage Amp fans arguing about whatever the hell they're going to argue about that day, waiting for <laughs> Steven to tune on like 10 minutes early. It's super impressive. Like I just, I've never seen a streamer not be there, and their fans just ready. It's the <laughs> offline chat. It's because the stream always starts at the same time. So they're right, just like exactly. waiting. Exactly. Yeah. Now, the secret is they're all at work and they're just waiting. Yeah, they're, they're like yeah, you. Probably. Yeah, yeah, just I like mean, me, just I chilling. Mean, how, like, you don't have to answer this, but like, what's like the like? Obviously, you've probably been recognized a lot now, like just out in your day to day business. But like, has there any been any like really like creepy kind of things? Like, I know Gutex. Yeah, have you been on Tinder and story, someone's like, you know? yeah, <laughs> yeah? I was gonna say, I was just about to go there, James. You ever been on Tinder <laughs> and they're like, oh hey, sup, Sajam? <laughs> uh i get recognized in coffee shops a lot and they're like hey i like your stream and then they give me coffee that's really nice i don't really have a lot of like bad stories about getting recognized i usually just don't get recognized like they're like hey i'm a big fan of your cami and they think like i'm alex myers or something like I, you know that's a that happened to me one eva and one eva they thought i was tasty steve also that happened to me right. yeah, i remember that story yeah and a lot of people yeah so i don't really have issues with getting recognized usually people just say like hey and then they like are like you're neat and i'm like that's very nice of you to say you're neat yeah Yeah, i mean some people who have a big stream part of that is a negative experience you know and do you feel Mm -hmm. like that's something that you have to deal with um in only in certain ways like certainly not in public but also i haven't Mm -hmm. gone outside for two years so I mean, okay, it's a particular Maybe, time. Yeah, yeah, that's you know, I didn't that that part is is not so much, but like there are certain negative things about being a large stream. Like one thing is like there there is a feeling of punching up, you know, where like the one of the things about being a large stream is that other streamers or like people who are not like too they don't feel they're the same equivalent level of you is like ah I can make fun of this person right. all I want. Yeah. Mm. even if it's not true and then if you say something they're like oh boy he's so mean why is he so and i'm just like (laughs) all right all right i've had enough so it's like that is something that's funny about it and also the same thing with like you know that happens to all content creators i don't think it matters about the side sometimes you just read people say things like you know sajam said that soul bad guy uh you know his (laughs) his eh article one frame yeah Yeah, like or just you know some made-up thing sajam said this and it's like something else they're like what is his what was the word david used <laughs> he oh, said what, that word it? and it's yeah, that said word. That word, yeah. 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 <laughs> and you're like there's no way that's true he never said right. antecedent well, look speaking of <laughs> speaking of other streamers punching up and being jealous and and kind mm. of being hateful and stuff like that uh how do you feel about costing Giuna four hundred dollars so that he can't <laughs> feed his dog I think that's interesting because there's there's two sides to this story, right? There's, all right, what's up, guys? I bet on Sajam. I lost 400 bucks. It's all his fault. Then there's the other side, which is that by, after joining Panda Global, he became a degenerate gambler with no self-control, <laughs> has a dog, and is clearly not fit for ownership because he's frivolously gambling away money that he can now right. not afford to feed his animal, and you should call the police. So, you know, content creation, like most things, there's many sides to the same story, you know. Some, and some of them are monsters, truly, just like Giuna. Yeah. 
and yeah, accurate. Horrible, horrible person. Uh, that's what I've always said personally. Uh, so <laughs> we're, what we're talking about is you losing to Ryan Hunter in the commentator cup where Juna mm-hmm. had bet that you would win. You end up getting second place. Um, had you guys played before? I heard that you had played before, you and Ryan. Not in Strive, but we played in uh, Plus R oh, and okay, okay. Uni and other games. But okay. wasn't there like some played... sort of wasn't there like some sort of Uni rivalry or something like that? Or 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 oh, rivalry. Yeah, this is... was the lore. Yeah, yeah. The the thing is, if you go into my chat and type exclamation point Ryan, <laughs> essentially like we we played online in Uni, which is coast to coast in not great online Oof. play, mm, and yeah. I won right like you know pretty handily and he was like all right see me offline a combo breaker so i did and then you know uh callisto was there and like who else was that d was there and was like oh psh, ryan is a legend it's gonna be it's gonna say them's just gonna get owned you know it's gonna be so bad so i won right and that's that. I, I turn around by the way to see every everybody's gone i noticed that after i started winning matches everybody's gone so uh ryan came to my chat and wrote this exclamation point ryan message that's really funny and I see it in uh, the yeah, chat right now yeah yeah it's a classic and then uh we played in plus r which you know uni we both picked up kind of like neither of us were uni players we, I, I played plus r which you know he used to play accent core right he didn't play plus r much but he's an accent core player and he would always beat me in that game because like you know he is just a wall you can't get in it's just a nightmare right so mm. And he beat me in that game. So then Strive, we actually haven't played because he's been so busy and he plays at night and I usually play during the day. Right. So we haven't like found a good time to play any games. But he was basically who I expected I would struggle against in the tournament. Mm-hmm. I was the, the person that made the most sense. So did you ever go into Ryan's chat and was like, see what really happened was I was no, 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 I didn't no, no, have no. enough coffee. And- yes. <laughs> Save Jam here did that all on his own stream. Okay, yes. let the whole world know <laughs> that it was 2.30 p.m. I went to the pants store and they didn't have my pants. And That's true. I had to drive all the way back. <laughs> I'm not, this is a real story. They went to the pants store. No, they were like, we don't have your pants. You had to go all the way back me home. If I was mad. Pants store? <laughs> I, somebody, yes. I, somebody asked me if I was mad and i was like i am furious i went to pick up my pants today and they didn't have my pa- that was like my answer because i you know i don't i'm not mad about the tournament but uh, i was mad about my pants yeah i bet have you gotten your pants since then i did and they're great i'm really happy with how they came out i got well, them so. i can't congratulate you on winning commentator cup so i'll just congratulate you on getting the pants and got so the pants be, uh, yeah hey look yeah. it all Gary. comes cir- full circle right injustice solomon grundy wants pants too right so mm-hmm. like it all just kind of comes together right is that his lore i don't know solomon grundy born for pants know, on sunday you don't know about no. that no no because that's the that's the cartoon no. network commercial joke where he goes solomon grundy want pants too so like i'm what like a, i have never seen that really? i've never seen that once yeah Nobody you made that knows up James. about that dude i mean look, uh, no, there's people in the, in the chat they, people they, they, they say in the chat they know about that come on come on I just showed my age again. I thought so. they put on a Dungeon Fighter trailer, and I was very sure of it, so I can't make fun of James for <laughs> DFO imagining trailer? Solomon Grundy pants. Wait, there is a DFO trailer. From a while ago. Yeah, it's like very old. Yeah, I was talking yeah. about recent. Like within like oh. last, you, almost, you like almost made me blow my mind again. Because I just Googled it. Yeah, I no. thought within like last few months they had shown it off for some reason. It was, <laughs> it was a fever dream. I completely dreamt it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, All right, James, hit him with your final question. Yeah, the question that I always like to ask everybody is where they got their handle from. So where did Steve come from? 
<laughs> Steve is Watson's fault because I used to always enter as just like Steve with like I don't know one E probably I would assume that's how it's spelled <laughs> two, two total E's but like one in the middle you know Thanks, and then buddy. like he would yell my name like really long when he when I would sign up so he just started adding E's in the middle until it really got out of control and like the nice. challenge was all messed up so that's that's where the name came from he Dang. just would always yell it like that and I, I like lived at Super Arcade I was like always right, there so right, right. And then what, where, how did that transition to Say Jam? Well, Say Jam was first, but then I just like entered tournaments as Steve because I was like, oh, it's easy. He, yeah. like, people just know me as Steve, so I'll just enter as it. But as far as like Say Jam, I made it up when I was 13 years 12 old. or okay, 11 12, or something. Okay. Yeah, I, made, I was young <laughs> and I needed a name for like an MMO. And whatever name I used before that, which I don't even remember, to be honest was like not available. So I went to play Age of Mythology online and I had to make a name and I couldn't think of anything. And everything I was suggesting started with an S. So my cousin who was there and we were going to play, she was like, does, like, why does everything start with an S? Like, I don't, does it always have to start with an S? And I was like, my name starts with an S. Like, that's my jam. It just makes sense. And then I was like, oh, wait. <laughs> and then I mashed those together and that was it. Wow. Yeah, it's not a very that's like- my jam. <laughs> That's it. That's, That's really my jam. You know, mm -hmm. when you're a little kid, sometimes you do things that end up having long-term. Yeah, ultra David. <laughs> I, exactly. Exactly right. It, I tried fair. to change it a couple of times, and nope. it's That's... not going to happen. Well, I, I mean, ultra David's good because your name is David. So, like, people just call you David, I feel like. That's really... And same That's with James. True. He just has James. For me, I, I mean, my name is pretty good. I like it, so I'm not that hurt. It could be... I could be, <laughs> like... Original. I could be, like, you know, like... Bonkler sixty nine four twenty or something. Yeah, Bonk Chonkler. Yeah, it could yeah, be something, it could be something real bad. Just some nasty, you know. Jago four X X Jago four twenty X four twenty yellow blaze it. Yeah, Jeffrey, skater die. Jeffrey Pigeon forty three sixty plus like ratio some, plus say jam does Willie kill on Friday. Yeah, just some stupid name. It could be way worse. <laughs> <laughs> I got lucky. All right. Cool. Uh, before you go, before you go, when are you gonna see me in Strive? Because I'm not, I'm not trying to get in your queue. Oh my god! Like it's easier to get a fucking pair of sneakers on the Kicks app than it is to play in the Sajam queue. So I'm definitely not waiting around. When are you gonna see me? Kind of top player privilege. You know, you know who's come to my stream two days in a row. You know who's come to my stream within the last week to sign up for the queue. The Evo champion and the second yeah. place finisher at Evo for Guilty yeah. Gear. So you think you're more important than both? Yes, and absolutely. 100%. I see. You yeah. know, what's funny. I just as an aside, um, the day before Commentator Cup, I played Hotashi oh, and yeah. beat him. Oh, yeah. 3-2. And then I lost Commentator Cup. So by the transitive property of fighting games, yep. Commentator Cup is more stacked and difficult than Evo. Correct. And yeah, so, probably. you <laughs> That's know. That's true. When you think of, I also beat Leffen in the beta, beta mm -hmm. one, I think. Big left, same so here, dude. Come on, that is the United Evo Championship. I beat both the Evo champs from NA and EU. Yo, wow. Oh, so when I up. beat your ass, that means that I'm going to be the best see, player okay. on planet Earth. Thanks. All right, all right. Next commentator cup strive. You're entering Tubo round number one. Say Jam Tubo. Ooh, We're fixing. You're it. really gonna make. Gonna you're really gonna make Steve go to. Losers round one right away. That's so mean to him. Unless oh, it's boy. like that's a lot of good content, though, man. You get to make a whole losers run. That's good. If it was like first hit wins, then it's a 50 50. Yeah, that's, that's the best chance. 
I mean, I'll, I mean, play. I'll play anytime. I usually don't play that often off stream, but I sometimes yeah. schedule. I'll, I'll let you up on a weekend. I'll let you up on a weekend because I, I mean, can't. I have a day job. I can't play at one yeah. thirty p.m. like you. I yeah, I play like three hours a day in the middle of the day. That's like already a lot. So to play like five days a week, so to, so <laughs> to play sure. like more than that, I usually it's very rare. I my yeah, poor hands I take you. a beating. I mean, sense. I will. I understand. I mean, Trust me, I understand. I obviously, get that. we're out of time, but I mean, Strive is like the fighting game you've gone hardest into recently, isn't it? At this mm -hmm. point, because I feel like you're playing it a lot right now. Well, I played like plus R for six months straight, basically. Right. Um, okay, okay. Or whatever. Like I played it a lot. I was like, yeah, this is fun. Cause I, in 2020 and 2019, I played like 25 fighting games or something over right. like those two years. I just like tried everything. Cause you know, I can't go outside. Yeah. So I was like, I'm just going <laughs> to play fighting games. So I tried everything. And then once plus R came out, I played it like every day for right. people were like, please play anything else. Stop playing guilty. <laughs> like, please stop playing plus R. And I was like, no. And I just booted it up again. I mean, what? So, how do you feel about Strive compared to Plus R? At this, I point? love it. I think Strive is super fun, and okay. I think Plus R is like a really different game. Like, those two games are so drastically, <laughs> to me, extremely different in their own ways, and they have their own charm and also despicable things about them. So, you know, <laughs> I I love them in their own ways. Like going back to yeah. play old Plus R Soul is like visiting an old friend. You know, mm. you don't want to be there too long because then just kind of like oh, i gotta go the traffic but it is nice <laughs> to go check in and just be like how's he doing he's really skinny in this game you know he's got, <laughs> yeah, <that's right. laughs> his, his pants are different like you know he sucks it's <laughs> <Yeah>. great <laughs> all right all right dude thanks a lot for coming on yeah, yeah I'll catch you gamers have around. a good rest of your night yeah peace all right later on me all right. There we go. Had the return of Sayjam onto Overturn TV. Very cool. Very cool. Thanks to him for jumping on here. And uh Yeah, I'm I'm really happy for him about how things have gone over the last couple of years. Yeah, um, dude, it's awesome to see. Dude, cool. I mean he's yeah. like the blueprint, right? Like I'm like, okay, I'm gonna try to follow what Sayjam does for success. And then I asked him and he was like, You have to have a consistent schedule. And I was like, Well, okay, forget it. I'm <laughs> I was about to say, Are you trying to get this consistency at like four AM? Is that the, the idea? I mean, You're getting the four AM market? Dude, I think I might. I my DGen hours might actually be my secret it. to consistency at this point. So Find you know. your niche, dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to 5-5 five, five matchup. 5-5. Five, five. These are the questions that you provide. You at home. It was you. I'm talking to you. That's right. Person listening to me. You. You provided this. We're going to have a poll where you can vote for which one we'll talk about. James will set that up. In the meantime, I'll read the options. Number one, looking at the response of the women of the FGC series on YouTube is terrifying to say the least. From the constant ratio of each video to Deb's interview needing to have the comments removed. What can we do as a community to fix this behavior? People, uh, number two, people seem to react negatively whenever a zoner manages to deal a lot of damage in a combo, like Thalsam and SF5. Do you think that zoners doing a lot of damage is a wrong balance decision, or is that a reaction? Is that reaction a misunderstanding of what zoners' weaknesses should be? Three, which fighting game would you like to see adapted into a new movie or TV series? Number four, are we currently living in the golden age of fighting games? Well, well, well. The poll is set up. Exclamation mark one, exclamation mark two, exclamation mark three, exclamation mark four. If you are a subscriber to our channel, you can vote twice. Uh, so you could put two of your votes in there. 
And right now, I see we have a total of two, three, four. There we go. Let's get the votes in there. Woo! You know what you should do? We should add a timer to this feature here. We should have like a minute or whatever, 30 seconds or something. I mean, just I like usually just kind of watch screen. it, the trend, and if one of them just starts, if like if a couple of them really just start to pull out ahead, then I just go, and I'll just be like, it's it's pretty much done at this point in time. So, and I mean, I can see a trend already in this one, and I, I think we could call it any time. So I'll give it another We're 10 seconds. It. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Uh, I think it's pretty clear. You know, with with Twitch delay, I feel like people heard one and then like put in their time and the, in their vote, and it was already too late. You'd already yeah, the probably. Vote. But I mean, the trends yeah. are very clear right now. Fifty percent of the votes are for number one, and thirty okay. percent of the votes are for number two. Okay. So there you well, go. Let let's me... start by talking about number one. So question is, looking at the response to the women of the FGC series on YouTube is terrifying to say the least from the constant ratio of each video to Deb's interview needing to have the comments removed. What can we do as a community to fix this behavior? Uh, okay, it's just, just a little background here. So the PlayStation YouTube channel has been putting up interviews uh, by women in the FGC of other women in the FGC. And it's been great. They've had... Uh, all sorts of people on there, people from sort of more of an NRS background, more of an anime background, Tekken, um, Street Fighter, Marvel, all sorts of different stuff. Mm-hmm. And and the interviews are really cool. They're not that long. They're like 10, 15 minutes long. And it goes into both the sort of the host, the questioner, their backstory, and then also obviously mostly about the other person's backstory. And, um, you know, all sorts of topics why why are you into these games? What got you into it? What's your backstory and stuff? Um, mostly very positive in terms of what they're discussing, but obviously they also discuss the negative side, which is the obviously reason for this mm. question as well. Um, you know, what's it like being a woman in the scene? What, what, are there problems that you face? You know, how do you handle this? Um, I really like the interview series, but it's true that there is... Uh, a clear problem on there that they're, the ratios are not what I feel like they should be. They're very positive in my view, but, you know, yeah, you get people who are voting, who are downvoting those. Um, and comments ranging from just big jerkery, of course, to the classic, why are we focusing on gender at all? You know, that kind of stuff. And <laughs> and And to be fair, there are quite a lot of positive comments too. But yeah, on the recent ones, they have, closed comments entirely now uh, you can't even comment on them they just turned comments off because they didn't want to deal with this so right that is the backstory there what can we do as a community to fix this behavior is the question it's a really hard question because all we can really do is keep pushing bigotry away you know yeah. like there's as individuals there's not much we can do but as you know a community we can keep saying no to bigotry. We can keep saying no to people that, you know, aren't tolerant. We can keep pushing those people out best we can. But it's real hard. I mean, the Internet's a lot of people. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's yeah. it's very hard to curate the world. You know, it's it's damn near impossible. Yeah. But as far as, like, our direct community goes and, and people that we allow in our circles and our tournaments and our events – just keep pushing out hate. That's that's all we really can do. I I think. 
Yeah. I mean, I, I think uh, someone in the chat says it really well. It's like, you know, when you look at like IMDb and movie reviews, it's always like 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, and then it comes down here and then everything's one. You know, it's just, it's going to be the extreme. And so, you know, you're just going to have that giant swath of people on the internet who are going to be bigoted, sexist, etc., etc. And, you know, the anonymity of the internet allows them to be extra jerky. And yep. uh, I, I, like, you know, I, there probably is no way to prevent that, right? I mean, w- outside of big, giant societal changes, right? But, I mean, that's kind of the goal at that point, like Tubo was saying. If you could start doing better in your individual hobby space and everybody does that as much as possible we start normalizing these things we start you know telling uh and 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 keep putting out pieces like this right like obviously something yeah. like cuddlecore yeah, don't let them win right cuddlecore obviously is like one of the greatest fighting one of the greatest tekken players in the u.s right now and you know putting out these kind of stories and talking about this all the time you know it, it, it sucks to say this but like we can't stop the hate that's gonna show up right now but we can't lose to it either, and we have to keep pushing out this kind of content, showing that, you know, women belong, uh, you know, all genders belong in every space, and we have to keep pushing that, uh, and, and you know, it sucks to say it this way, but, you know, we have to normalize it so that it's not something that people want to talk about, you know, it's interesting that, you know, when you do get to a point where people talk about, you know, the oppression of, you know, blacks and like they couldn't vote and, you know, the water fountains and all, like, those are like literally someone's grandma, right? But like people want to treat it like it was like 200 years ago or something like that. But, you know, that's that's kind of what we want to get to that point is is normalize it to the point where those things do start feeling like they're a huge part of the past. Obviously, the example I gave is a, is a bad one because there's still a lot more work to go in that uh, regard as well. But that's just what I mean. It's just like normalizing it and getting people to talk about it and see it until the point where you know, these people don't feel like it's an anomaly, so they have to come in here and make some sort of toxic remark, you know? Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, even if it's just a few people who feel that way, they're, they're loud about it, you know? So I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what the percentage is, not to say that it's a low one, but I don't know what it is. And in any case, it doesn't need to be very high for it to be uh, uh, very noticeable. A problem. Yeah, yeah a problem. Totally. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you guys that it's just a constant fight. It's not something that will probably ever stop, at least during our lifetimes. And I think we all just have to be willing to continually do that, to push back on it in person and online. Um, so, I mean, in our, in our very first season of doing the Tuesday show, <laughs> our fifth episode or something, we invited a panel of our, uh, of our friends, women on, to talk about being a woman in the FGC and in larger esports, it's it's not a new problem, right? So this the same kind of thing is continuing to happen. Yeah, and it had almost as much of the kind of toxicity in the Absolutely. comments too. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, that's we'll just we'll just have to keep it up. Um, we have we have a lot of great people who watch on Ultra Chen TV and and your guys's channels uh, as well, and. I don't think that's an accident, you know? I mean, when, when people say 
bigoted or bad stuff in here, we kick them out or we have mods who kick them out. And yeah. that's, I mean, you know, you have to actively curate that. Uh, when it comes to the level of PlayStation's YouTube channel, which has whatever millions of subscribers, um, maybe that becomes tougher, so they just turn the comments off. I think yeah. that's a bummer, but I also understand that path rather than having the clear negativity underneath just just have the focus to be the the video with really good stories that are being told well you know about the fgc and women in it like that's great stuff uh so i wish that didn't have to be an option but in that kind of context yeah i think that's what you do at that point but when it's um in in other contexts too i mean it's it's if you and your friends are out at a bar when we can do that again or, you know whatever uh, when you're hanging out with people you have to also call them out in person like this is this is a constant thing it's not yeah, it's not absolutely. a it's not an occasional sort of thing that you can sort of segment into one part of life or not i mean we talk about women in the fgc because that's the community that we're in but they they are women who who face that kind of stuff not just in the fgc right and this is a it's a general issue for them uh, for sure that are that's caused by other people so yeah, I mean, we ha- we got to keep going on. That's how it is. Yeah, it's gonna be a fight that. Oh, thanks, sixteen not... bit. Appreciate that, and and I that means a lot. Um, yeah. It certainly it certainly matters to us to try to make that kind of atmosphere. And I know that I know that you deal with a lot of BS, and I know that a lot of other people do as well. Um, I'm glad that there are some spaces where it's not like that, but obviously there's a lot of work to be done in increasing the number of spaces where it is not like that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we're glad to have you. Realistically speaking, you know, this problem that we're talking about probably won't go away in our lifetime. You know what I mean? Like it's 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 a long term thing that we're going to have to be working on. But chipping away at it, continuing to generate this kind of content, continuing to normalize it, continuing to make people realize that this is a real thing and that we have to focus, like people like, why are we talking about gender? Why are we focusing on this? Because look at your comment. Like, you know, that's the thing. If it wasn't, if we were at a point where it wouldn't matter to focus on the gender, you wouldn't even be saying anything. You know what I mean? Like that, that's just kind of how it is. So it's it's going to be a slow process but you know it's something that this is how we fight it and 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 like i said it'll take a while it'll take a long time it's not going to change overnight yeah and in many cases it's not just a change that you help other people get through it's a personal one too i mean i know that we've all been through that um i i did not for sure i i mean i didn't i didn't know as much i think is the reason for it but in many cases in my life when i was younger i would not have I was never, I was always a big lefty, okay, to be honest, but, uh, <laughs> but nevertheless, like, there's a lot that I've learned about what women face and what people from other yeah. backgrounds face, and that has majorly impacted how I view their situations, you know, I mean, just learning more about it and talking more with people. So that's definitely been a personal journey for me as well. Um, I hope that I'm better on that than I was in the past, and I'm sure there's things that I'm not better on yet, and hopefully I will be in the future, you know, it's just, it has to be a, a personal introspection as well as trying to make other people do different things as well yeah all right for sure cool well let's move on to the next one Ooh, this is actually still too long holy crap (laughs) so people seem to react negatively to whenever a zoner manages to deal a lot of damage in a combo 
do you think that Zoner is doing a lot of damage is a wrong balance decision? Uh, no, man. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Obviously, I'm going to defend this. Uh, look, it, <laughs> it's not like this is a Street Fighter V only thing. There have been a ton of games where Zoners do a lot of damage. A ton. Name one. Marvel 3. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, Soul Calibur, Soul Calibur 6, Ivy, she has some of the highest damage combos in that game, right? Um, there's a lot of zoners that do a lot of damage. We, in fact, yeah, I was Axel, Axel's doing 60% Axel, yeah, uh -huh. pretty often. Come on. Axel uh, It's been the case in a couple of NRS games. Like, it's just not that rare. It's really not that rare. I think that's not even really the thing that people complain about when it comes to zoners. I think they're just, it's not. I'm mad about this zoner because they do damage. It's you cut the sentence off earlier than that. It's I'm mad about this zoner. Like that's it. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. And and if the zoner does more damage as well, that's maybe another like point that you can try to make. But I really think the problem is the zoner. In in most cases, when zoners do a lot of damage, it's not from the actual zoning. Axel kind of it is sometimes to be honest, but from for the most case it's not. It's like the zoner has a punish opportunity. The zoner went in and isn't playing as a zoner right now. It's usually something else. Um, and yeah, I mean zoners who can deal damage are oftentimes good characters. But I think that's totally fine. It's rare that they're broken. Yeah, I mean I, I talked about it on my stream actually just very recently that you just uh, the problem with zoners is you just have to take a different mindset and how you fight mm. them. And one of the most important things is find out what their moves are. Like someone asked me, how do you defeat Axel? And I just showed how every angle he has leaves a gap. And so that's kind of like the guessing game that you have to play yeah. with them is to take advantage of that gap. But, you know, in terms of zoning and damage, though, it's just, it depends on how you want to design the character, honestly. Like, uh, if you design a zoner to be maximum annoyance like it's so hard to get in yeah it's wrong to make him have a bunch of damage but that's not de facto for the zoner archetype that's that's the case for that zoner right you got or you design him so that you hit him twice and he explodes right it's one or the other kind of thing uh it's just it's all balance, right? It's all balance how you want to take the character. Like, I still want them to create a grappler character that their command grab does no damage. And it's not hard for them to get in. Like, that would be kind of interesting to me. Oh, you, know? you mean like, Rainbow Mika or Laura? I mean, uh, sort of, except for... The, I, mean, I mean, their EX command grabs do a lot of damage. Yeah, one, okay. that, yeah. And, one and Mika, yeah... But what about Yun? What about Laura? Not as much. Yang? And Yun, I mean, Yun can kill you without a command grab. Honestly, like I want to make it that that is literally the focus of their command grab. And Makoto definitely does way too much damage off of a Yo, command grab. Command. Yeah, dude, she actually kills characters off. <laughs> yeah, of a she'll command grab, grab you one time and you will die. So Makoto actual one hundred percent against some characters. I mean, honestly, that was what made me want to play Makoto when she first showed up in third strike when i first saw her at an e3 i was like this is the character i've always wanted the fast grappler whose command grab doesn't do a lot of de and then i found out she's like roll the dice 100 percent yep. character and i was like i'm not as interested anymore so <laughs> that was me that would have made me more interested i'd be like all right we're playing the game now <laughs>
So anyway, yeah, I, I think it really just depends on the game. It depends on the character, but yes. the overarching issue is that people are mad about zoners. Yep. We talked about that many times in the past. I don't know what you do about that because it seems like something that transcends time and place. Every single place that played fighting games, every every single place that played Street Fighter Two had the issue with throws and had the issues with zoning. Every single place in the entire world had that problem. There's just, I don't know why, but right. something about people who are playing games, they don't like it. Right. I don't know what to tell I mean, you. Like, That's how it, it is. Here's the, here is the hard truth, okay? This is facts right here. If you're fighting a zoner and they seem to be able to hit you at every angle and you can't get in, that means you're being predictable. Because like I said, any developer worth their salt designing a fighting game will make sure that there are gaps in all of the zoning buttons that they have. If you don't take the time to study what those buttons are, when they hit you with certain buttons, that makes you want to avoid that space. And so you jump to the other open space. And if you do that predictably, they're going to have the button sitting there waiting for you there. The more you get hit by zoners, the more it means that you're just being predictable. Like stay calm, understand it's all the same mix up that they can attack here, here, here. There's a gaps in all these. Pick one and attack and it's the same mix up. Okay, but have you considered getting mad at the game and blaming the developers because that's that's what most people seem to go dude, with like, it you, seems easy it's tried and true it's tried and true easy. dude yeah, you're that's talking to, less effort in that way less effort to yeah the man who used to complain about how low tier cammy was in street fighter 4 okay like let's let's face it i i'm i was one of them all right let's just put it that way i i was there so there you, you go. blame the beast blame the beast <laughs> i definitely blame the beast a lot i definitely do not do that as much as i used to so zoners are cool continue making zoners please video game developers Please don't listen to the haters. Please continue making those characters. Yay. Yep. I mean, it's sad make, because honestly. Make zoning good again. Dude, right. That's I was about to say the yeah, same thing. There's we, games where it's good. And even in SF5. Are like, there? Not yeah. as much. I mean, like even. Yeah, NRS, not like there used to be. The king of the zoning game. Like obviously Cetrion exists. But yeah. even in MK11, I feel like it wasn't to that extent until like, they added RoboCop, right? But like. I mean, it, that was propaganda anyway. Even in Justice 2, it wasn't as dominant as people said. Even oh, yeah, in, in okay. it just wasn't real. I mean, okay. they were good, but it wasn't. It was propaganda for sure, I right. feel. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah. Look, Z zoners being good is maybe a little bit less frequent but i don't know i mean think back to even old games it's it's not the case that even in old, many old classic games that they were good there's <laughs> I, 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 I don't, I don't, I don't think course. it's that the zoners need to be good i think zoning as in things like dragon ball fighters has virtually no chip damage things like that i would yeah. like to see go away i i like chip damage you know like i like putting your life on the line to block a special move like that makes sense to me my, I, my I, understanding I, as somebody who doesn't keep up with that game is that there are actually zoners now no no you you, you can zone if you play broly sure yeah, but yeah okay it's 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 more to set up to get a hit you know it's not 
you're annoying someone to, so you can hit them and kill them in one touch. You're not chipping them to death like Morgan did in Mar- Marvel I 3. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. MYK mentioned Morgan. He's like, I feel like the last great zoner was MVC3 Morgan. And yeah, I, 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 I actually fully her, agree. I wouldn't call her a zoner. I would call her a mistake. No, oh, <laughs> God, yeah, she is a mistake. I mean, no, you're, you're, you're not wrong there either. No, because th- that's the thing about her. Like, the way they designed her, uh, they... They, I mean, even I think Seth has kind of admitted, like, because he was like, "You all said she was bad and vanilla, so you know." I mean, that's I what mean, he said. She was. So. <laughs> She's not. They didn't have to do all that, you know. Yeah. Like, just because she was bad uh-huh. doesn't mean you got to do all that. She's, she, she's I mean, one of the all-time greatest zoners, though. It's not that she's. Yeah. I think exactly. if you look at her as like the signpost, I mean, we're, she's in rarefied air. You know, honestly, she's in. Yeah. One right. of the all-time strongest zoners in a For competitive sure. fighting game. For sure. I mean, oh, just don't make not a really game the benchmark. meter during Astral Vision, and that's like all that it needed to happen. Seriously, so. <laughs> There's um, a lot of good changes that cool could be character. made to that game, yeah. but anyways. All right. You guys got anything else on this one? I don't. All right. Okay, we move on. Guess what's happening soon? Very soon. Not drip. Oh, Dana. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, what is going to be happening soon is that Melty Blood Type Lumina is going to be coming out. It's very soon now. Comes out on September 30th, so what, a day and a half, I guess. Yeah. And AKA very soon, Red Arcuade is revealed <laughs> as the final character. Just, you, you definitely what? butchered that. There's no know. way that's how no that's said. I don't can't believe say it. it. Right. It's like Arlieth Trelare. There's no way to get it right. <laughs> Just, you're always wrong. Worcestershire Shire sauce. I don't know how it's pronounced. <laughs> no one can actually say it. No yeah. one can spell Worcestershire sauce. <laughs> it's not a real word. Yeah. Anyway, that's the final character of the launch game uh, that has been announced. I mean, obviously, it's coming out in just a couple of days. So yep. um, we have there's 13 characters that are going to be in there at launch. Um, In addition, there is a ton of footage of the game out on the Type Moon Games YouTube channel, uh, which I have watched a bunch of. And if you haven't checked that out, if you're somebody who's on the fence about the game or is just maybe not even interested in the game, uh, I do recommend looking at it for a while. It I mean, I've been honest about this in the past. It's not what I'm looking for audio visually in terms of uh, the graphics and the sound and yada yada. I do think I slept on the odd on the um songs a little bit some of the songs are music good and the, the sound stages. effects are fine yeah uh-huh. um maybe higher than i would go to be honest but um <laughs> i'm i think i slept on them a little bit too much some of the stages are still not what i want but whatever whatever in any case that's not what matters to me the gameplay looks like it's really fun i think so i'm definitely gonna get it i'll try it out i'm gonna give it an honest go and you know, the more that I see of it and the more that I see people talk about it, because I'm kind of I'm going into this very fresh. I don't know anything about the game historically. The more that I see people talking about it, the more excited I am, you know, and I could totally see it happening. Kind of the same stuff that happened when Undernet came out. I, I memed on the game, you know, especially because the first version of that game was really bad and really broken. And I was like, oh, what's this? They're going to try to make this game competitive. And it looks ugh, boring looking. <laughs> and then I loved the game. I really, really liked Uniel. I played a lot of that game. And sure, that could happen again. Why not? So I'm definitely going to give it a go. I mean, I know cool. a lot of people who, to prepare for Type Lumina, they've downloaded that rollback fan version that's out there for uh, Actress again. Um, and 
almost everybody that I've talked to who has done that has universally said that the game is really fun, very intuitive, you know, and so I'm looking forward to it. I mean, as the people who did create Undernight and Birth, like I said, it's like one of my favorite fighting games in, in recent, you know, decade. Uh, I really enjoyed Undernight and Birth, uh, Uniel particularly, because that's the one that we played. Yeah. Um, so I'm looking forward to it. Uh, my biggest problem right now is just that I just don't know if there's just so many fighting games. Like, do I drop something? Do I pick? Do I just try to squeeze it in? You know, I mean, it's like, it's so tough. Uh, but I definitely will get the game. I will definitely stream myself learning the game and have people, you know, teach me stuff. And, you know, with Rollback Netcode, and again, we can't sit here and just be like, oh, praise Rollback Netcode because yeah, we, better have, be no good, we have no beta. Right. So we don't know. But like if it's good and the rollback net code works, that just makes the game that much more appealing to try. Right. Because, I mean, like I said, I don't play ranked all that much, but I got to tell you, playing Strive on ranked has just been some like of the fighting games I've been playing online. It's the most joyful experience because you can't blame like you you can't blame the beasts right like when you lose you feel like yeah. you're actually losing whereas a lot of times you play street fighter and it's just like the, the bump, and you're like what? and like you know and he's like i i can't play in this environment you know so uh if their rollback is good i like that makes it that much easier for me to try to play the game online honestly damn Somebody asked now me i feel shit. like a jerk because what? you guys said oh i want to try it I hate to say it, but I'm not. I'm definitely not playing. <laughs> you don't hate to say it at all. I, 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 just, I don't wanna. That's not just that simple. I don't wanna. Dude, this I honestly. Somebody, I what if someone game. on your stream right, gifted it to you? I would. I would give them their money back because I am not playing that game. It's. It's not about like the money or. It's about the time investment. I just don't have it. Right, I can't. Yeah. I want to like have some type of free time, and that's. Sorry, Melty. Honestly, I respect you just saying that and just being like subjective about it rather than some people who are, you know, try to give more objective BS reasons for why they don't like a game. Like when I don't like a game, I'm just like, I don't think it's good for me. I don't, you know, I'm not going to play the game. Enjoy it. Other people have fun. I think that's sure. a much more credible way to go about not playing a game. So respect for that. But somebody in the chat asks, is this the first game where I'm going to be playing a little girl? And I tried to think about it and I guess I haven't done that. But I also kind of thought I also kind of think that that's not my fault. Like I want to be playing historically big bodies, and then over the last like half dozen years, zoners as well. And devs just like don't usually make those the women characters. I played Batista for a while in Undernight, but that's I don't know. That's not my bad. Get it together, video game developers. <laughs> uh, but but I will say the characters that I'm considering playing are Koma and Vlav. So I might also not be playing a little girl in this game either. <laughs> we'll see. All right, we move on to the oh. next one. Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl. They just dumped a ton of character breakdowns, and I just soaked them all in before the show started. <laughs> Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, uh, I, was, I, just, I was watching James watch Lucy Loud's trailer. Yeah. Or uh, explanation or whatever you Lincoln want to call it. Lincoln Loud and Lucy Loud. What the heck show are they from? The Loud Show. Is that really what it's called? 
I have, dude, I have no idea. I've, I'm 33. I haven't watched Nickelodeon in 25 years. What do you, yeah, why would I know? I don't know. Okay. I think it is called something like that, though, but I've never seen it myself. The, the Loud, loud house. house. There it is. There you go. Okay. It's, a, it's a house that's loud, and they're vampires and ghouls. That's actually for real. They are like vampires and ghouls. Yo, like, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, that's Clearly from one of the, the characters, you can see that. So. Oh, yeah. You mean Wednesday Adams? Yeah, it's pretty obvious. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, anyway, so they put down breakdown videos of Helga, Michelangelo, April O'Neil, Nigel Thornberry, Danny Phantom, and Lincoln Loud and Lucy Loud. They put out a ton of them. The game comes out in a week at this point. It's very soon. So They delayed it, actually. They pushed it back. Oh, from the fifth to the eighth, I believe. Oh, okay. Ooh, okay. So just a few days, just a yeah, few yeah, days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. All right, soonish still. So look, what do you guys think about these breakdown vids? What do you think about these characters? Uh, I, dude, I, I, I keep saying this, but I really have to hand it to the developers of this game. You can tell they love Smash Brothers. Mm. And the detail that they're putting in into these little character breakdowns and stuff like that and, you know, showing us cool things and, you know, showing us these crazy combos and everything. And even in the Nigel Thornberry breakdown, he they, I mean, they name every move. And yeah. He has this dive kick in the move from the air called Falcon Kick. And the guy announces that he does the move called Falcon Kick. <laughs> like... <laughs> I mean, I just, I just like, I heard that and I was like, that's so cool. <laughs> like, I, I dig that kind of thing, you know? And, uh, but I mean, honestly, too, I, while a lot of the characters feel like there's a lot of sameness to them and like their up attacks feel like they all kind of do very similar juggle setups, I do like the fact that they do try to put in some interesting mechanics in there. So, like Lucy has the ability to change between normal ghost and vampire mode, uh, April has the ability to power up her ratings. So that one of yeah, she has Frank camera shots, basically. Yeah, right. <laughs> and so you know, I I appreciate that they did try to put in some like really interesting stuff in the game like that. So yeah, I definitely agree. Yeah, that looks fun. Give it a shot. That is a game I'll give a shot. Damn, I'm gonna get roasted. You're not gonna <laughs> play Melty, but you'll play Nicktoons. Ugh, damn right. Damn right, I will pick Ren and Stimpy and play some Nicktoons. Yes. Hey, look, absolutely. you were you were one of the top Brawlhalla players for a while, right? So. I, I was pretty good. I wouldn't say top, but I was pretty damn like I was ultimate gatekeeper. I think I took top sixteen at Combo Breaker the year it was there, and there was like three hundred entrants. Money, dude. <laughs> there was like three hundred entrants, three fifty, I think. So I did pretty well. Uh, dude, I, man, Brawlhalla is like a crossroads I could get into in my career, my commentary <laughs> career right, in particular that that could, the whole episode could go to. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, well, we'll see. I'll play it. I mean, it'll, it'll be fun, I'm sure, just to like mess around with friends if nothing else. Yeah. We'll definitely be doing that. All right, cool. Stage, stages are cool, too. I, I, I mean, they, they, I agree. They, they have a lot of creative stuff in there, so... Yeah, again, I just really like the way that they're uh, putting this. And again, uh, just waiting for, hoping this game is a big enough hit that they can actually get all the, 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 the voice actors in there. Or Yeah, some improvements from or like, like said, our Ranger style. I would, with the way the devs have been going, I wouldn't be surprised if all the moves had a voice file. I think I've joked about this on Tuesday's show last mm. week or something. If they all had a voice file that was just an empty voice... Right. For every move, 
just to be like, there's no way fans would mod this. <laughs> you know, because well, be then you just awesome. replace yeah. the files as easily, like the create. I'm sure we're gonna see some uh, some some good mods oh, like yeah. right away. For I'm sure, sure of point. it. Yeah, no one would possibly take advantage of us setting it up to make it as easy to mod as possible. <laughs> All right, wink, let's wink. move on to the next one. All right. Did you see this Nintendo Direct? Did you hear about this? Did you see this? I watched the whole damn thing. It was fantastic. I saw all the updates. I didn't watch it, but I I was able to scroll through a good Twitter thread that listed all the stuff about it. So Here are some highlights. Kirby in the Forgotten Land. Bayonetta 3. Splatoon 3. Chocobo GP. Did you say Chocobo? Yeah, say, say that again. Chocobo. There you go. Nailed it. <laughs> I don't know. What's wrong? You guys are weird. Quit being weird, you two. Castlevania Advanced Collection and Actrazer Renaissance as well is going to be in there. And, uh... Nerd. <laughs> you didn't mention, did you mention Metroid Dread? If you didn't, we have problems. Uh, well, it's not like a new thing. It, we saw more footage of it. Oh, okay. But, yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, fair I mean, enough. that was also shown, and that looked super cool. <laughs> and on top of that... <laughs> Look, everybody, leave me alone. <laughs> James, don't let it come through your nose, dude. Don't swallow, man. You good? <sighs> okay. <sighs> Chat saying a lot of it. Someone wrote Joe Kobo. (laughs) (laughs) If you ever get to name your Chocobo in any of these Final Fantasy games, 100% he's going to be Joe Kobo Kobo. (laughs) Look, in English, you can't know how something's pronounced. That's the downside of the language. It's It's just surprising. (laughs) One of many downsides. One of many downsides. It's surprising you've never heard anybody say Chocobo before with all your nerdy friends around you. I don't know. Maybe it's up to you guys maybe you should have prepared me in advance bro i'm no final fantasy fan i didn't know it was pronounced like hylia until like three years ago i thought it was helia this entire time so oh that's the titus titus problem as well right you so, can't know it's yeah. english it's what, what can you yeah. do we have no way yeah to that, that's also true anyway, anyways anyway uh did any of this oh i should also say nintendo 64 content Ooh, finally coming to the switch officially <laughs> The N64, Ooh. the Genesis thing was like the probably Genesis the thing, thing I yep. got more, most hyped for, honestly. Because, dude, the game that I was playing on my D-Gen stream was one of the games that was on the S- Switch Nintendo thing that I just never played before. I didn't even heard of it, and I just tried it just for the sake of it. I was like, this game is fun! And so I just started streaming myself playing it randomly. And, uh, th- like, honestly, those things are, like, my favorite things. And I, I heard that, it, I mean, reading it, it sounds like there's going to be a more expensive subscription plan in order yeah. to gain access yeah. to it, which kind of sucks, mean, but I don't know. The current one's, like, $3 a month, though. So what's this one going to be, $10? No, if you're choosing one, a the, monthly? The current one is, like, $10 a year or something like that. Isn't it something Yeah, that's like what that? I mean. Yeah. It's, it's, it's uh-huh. wildly inexpensive. So I'm sure it'll be worth whatever the, the cost is. Yeah. I would hope so, at least. Yeah, so I mean, I was excited about that a lot. So it's it's nostalgia. I mean, it's they're leaning into that so hard. Obviously, it's not new for them. They've been doing that for a while, but they've they know that there are people exactly our ages, basically our age range, right? Like mm-hmm. early thirties to forties, who grew up playing all this stuff, 
and now are in nostalgia phase, looking back on previous games and being like, oh, those games are fun. I wish I could play those easily. And not all of them know how to install Dolphin or whatever, right? Well, and so th there's, an, there's an easy way to now do it. And many of us are in a stage of our life, not all of us, where uh, you can <laughs> easily afford a bunch of extra money, you know, whatever it is for the, for the um, extra fee that they're going right. to charge. So that's the business. I mean, and, and they're this, definitely leaning into it. Interestingly enough for me, though, it's like I said, this game that I'm playing is a game that I never even heard of on the NES, right? Like for me, this is actually, you know how we always joke that when we all retire, just throw us into a house with all of our old consoles, right? Yep. I have never played Super Punch-Out. I've never played Demon's Crest. Mm. I've never played any of the Donkey Kong Country games. Mm. And like those are five games on the SNES thing that I'm probably just going to be, you know what? Let's just stream myself playing all these games. So let's just Those go. Are some let's real classics, dude. Jeez. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I didn't play Donkey Kong Country because when it first came out, I was like, this looks lame. I don't like this. And so I just, you know, it was my brain had already just been like, excise this, you know, franchise. But now it's one of the most beloved franchises ever. Like, I feel like I have to try it at some point in time. So. Yeah, you should. You're, I mean, you're missing out on good games, man. Yeah, Absolutely right. Yeah. Mm. Like timeless games. Yeah, like some yeah. of the greats. Uh, we'll just also say, as far as the direct goes, they announced that they're going to be announcing the last Smash character. Uh, they didn't announce On October 5th? Correct. On October 5th. Talk about that in the upcoming. But yeah, the final Sakurai Presents for Super Smash Bros. Ultimate will be then. We'll find Finally, out. Dirk the Daring will come oh, to boy. fruition. Give it I up, mean, James. It's never happened. David, it's obviously David, Doom Guy. David has already even prepared. He has the D shirt on right now. It stands for Dirk the Daring, right? Got it. Stands for Doom Guy. It's it definitely going to be the Doom, Doom Slayer. That's right. That's who's gonna be It'll be Doom Slayer, or it's going to be Scorpion, or it will be Kratos. In honor of me Obviously playing that, that Fire and Ice game, it's going to be Dana from Solomon's Key and Fire and Ice. Because everybody wants Dana to come back. Could be. I hope. It's Sakurai. I hope he puts himself in the that game. That would be so sick. I hope it's Sakurai. That would be actually amazing. Oh, boy. Nothing's going to top that. You've just ruined it for me. <laughs> All right. We should move on. We're moving on. Uh, let's briefly talk about a tournament. What happened over the weekend? That is the Capcom Pro Tour UK and Ireland. And it's of note because there's a guy from the UK. Problem X. Who has one Evo There's in the past. I don't know if you've heard of him. He won Evo. I've heard of him. Pretty good at Street Fighter. And so he didn't win it. <laughs> That's what I'm getting at. In fact, <laughs> in fact, the winner was the four Phils, who almost entirely plays Falk. He played a little bit of Akira. That didn't work out. He went back to Falk. And he won it with Falk over Problem X Sick. in the Grand Finals. Yeah. And he, he played super well. This is a character who... Before this year, we never saw in CPT top eights, mm -hmm. and over the last two weeks, have seen twice in top eights. So Shoutouts to Falk and the and the come up, but also obviously Phils is the player using her. Shoutouts to him for yeah. Uh, but was Problem X so playing well. on the PC version on a 480 hertz monitor uh, with lagless internet? Like, I, how do we know that he was actually? I, I got it for Phils, definitely 480 hertz monitor. Definitely on PC, definitely using input buffers to make sure that everything happens. You know, I don't even think he uses a controller. Probably just his brain. 
instant, instant. We have no right. idea what 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 problem <laughs> X was playing on. Clearly, he's on a 60 hertz PS4 setup. All right. Absolutely. The PS4 has right. been dunked in some water. <laughs> I'm so happy for the four fills. Honestly, like I think that's so awesome because he's been sticking with I'll this right character back. forever. And David's leaving us he's for been now. Sticking with the character forever. <laughs> <laughs> and again, like I said, I, I'm really happy for him because, again, you know, just shout out to, honestly, like, this might be the best balanced fighting game of all time at this point in time. Like Street Fighter V? It could yeah. be. I think Dude, I, I mean, I think recently, like, so many fighting games, could you could say that for, though, right? Yeah. Dragon Ball Fighters is up there. Killer Instinct is up there. Street Fighter V is up there. Yeah. Like, I, I think devs are just much smarter about how they balance they, games. They really now. are. They really are, you know. And, and honestly, like, the fact that we have an Ed qualify and now a Falk qualify for, for Capcom sure. cool. Cup, I think that's super sick, and I can't wait that's to cool. see Phil's do some damage in actual Capcom Cup. Uh, I'm excited for that. Very, very excited. Yeah, I just want to be clear. I was not taking away from Phil's, by the way. I oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. Just of course. making jokes about a bajillion hertz monitors. Speaking <laughs> of which, man, I really need to upgrade my, my 60 hertz monitors. I'm not, I'm not getting the fulfillment out of my PC that see, I could I, be. I need to find out. I mean, it's like... I've got a nice monitor here. I should up the the hertz on it, so you know, I can. Definitely well, do you have what? 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 How many hertz is it? Oh my God! You're getting a phone call. Is that David? No, it's not a phone call. That's a that's an email uh, warning here. Email that's, warning? Well, I'm sorry. Email Whoa. notification. Email. <laughs> I was like, you're getting warnings that you might get an email. What kind of future technology is this? What are you guys talking about over here? How we're talking about hurts. the future, apparently. We're talking All right, about we're talking hurts. about monitors and stuff. We're just waiting for you to get back. Actually, okay, what I'm back. Some, what what did Ajax do? We Everything's forgot. fine, but I just had to take a call. It's all good. Oh, okay. okay. We for, we actually forgot to mention this, but uh, actually kind of controversial and and just a, a little bit of discussion was the Tekken South Asia tournament that just happened recently, and there was a oh, lot of drama going around that one, and people getting frustrated and stuff, and like the connections the were really bad. Arslan Ash uploaded a video where like his game was just like chugging, and there's even like, and again, this is what I had heard from someone talking to me in my chat about it, but there are now accusations that the uh, person who won the tournament didn't even play their last few games that someone else actually jumped in and played for them. People have been doing Wild. analysis that there was a character change and that the play style was a little bit different. All of a sudden, the Korean backdashing looked different between the two characters. And so Rip mm. was even on Twitter, like being mad about the, the quality of the Internet and the matches and stuff like he was actually Rip was actually going in on it as well. So. Oh, the Rip, the Rip that came on here and said, well, K Tekken has better Neko than K.I. now, huh? That same Rip, eh? He, he did. He did say that. Damn, the call out. I mean, I, if I don't forget. Elephants don't forget. If MYK is still in the chat right now, he probably has a lot more information about that. Uh, I don't know if he's still here. Uh, but yeah, again. Oh, you just got back. Yeah, I was just talking about the South, A South Asia Tekken tournament. 
and all the stuff that went on over there. There are claims that, you know, uh, someone played for Khan, the, the person who won, that all the connections were really awful and stuff like that. So there was a lot of controversy and drama. And if there's actually, uh, I mean, again, I don't want to dwell too long on this, but if you have any uh, insight or more, uh, what you could like more to add to it, what the situation here is right now. Yeah, let the chat know. Yeah, so just let us know, and I'll repeat anything that you say. No concrete evidence, just a lot of people analyzing, you know, stuff. And, like, I was saying that people were noting that the it looked like the Korean backdashing style was different between the two <laughs> characters and stuff like that. So, so yeah, there was a lot know. of drama going on there. So I guess we'll see a, how that develops. Yeah, that's unfortunate, but there you go. Okay. Okie doke. Moving on, briefly talk about things that are upcoming. Obviously, most immediately, in just a day and a half, his multi-blood type Lumina comes out very soon. Check it out if you're interested. Again, they have a lot of game footage up. I'm sure people will be streaming as well just a couple of days if you want to see it. Uh, in addition, October 5th, the final Sakurai Presents for Super Smash Bros. Ultimate will be happening. That is to say, not only is he going to be talking about the final character, but it'll be the last time that the, he's going to be doing one of these presents so check it out he's done it so many times there's 800 characters in that game you know what the this is going to be the worst thing about it we know it's the last character 99 percent of the internet is going to be mad i don't care who gets announced i 99 of the internet is i don't think so no i don't know i don't think so man like even even characters that i'm just like why would you put that in smash it seems like every time Twitter is just ecstatic about the new character. The I mean, is, granted, there's always hope with future slots, and that we don't have anymore. I just, I just feel like people will meme like, "Oh, I didn't get Dirk the Daring," and that's that'll be it. <laughs> like, I don't think anybody's gonna be actually pissed off about it. I mean, I shouldn't say anybody. There will definitely be people <laughs> pissed off about it. Yeah, but, <laughs> it's just he's such an important part of video games. Yeah, there'll definitely be some of those. A video game archetype that entirely died and has never come back for thirty and was, years, and was never really that good in the first place. <laughs> yeah, I'll be I the know. first to admit it. But it was revolutionary at the time, dude. It for was sure. revolutionary at the time. So yeah, I don't know. I just expect a lot of memeing, but also. I curate my social media pretty well that I don't see a lot of uh, stupidity. So maybe that's why I, maybe that's why I'm in my own little bubble. Like, yeah, a lot of funny jokes. Ha ha. That's kind of, no, I'm the same way now. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't even have Twitter on my phone anymore, so I'm just less exposed. That's probably why I'm far too addicted. I'm far too addicted to to Twitter. I used to be, I understand. Believe me, I get it. All right, and then in addition, it will be it will be Chris Pratt. That's who's going to be the last. Oh character. my God, no! Oh, can you imagine? Every yes, one hundred percent of people would be mad if that happens. <laughs> yeah, there there will be there will be outrage. This will be the first time the world comes together in peace to storm Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, continue. What all is, right, ECT what? the pit is also coming up this weekend. That's going to be a bunch of different games that they have there. Strive, MK11, Melty, Tekken, SF5. It's going to be an MK11 character draft invitational. 
is a really Sick. cool idea. I'm really looking forward to watching that. That will be this weekend. You can attend it in person if you're in New York. There's, as we said before, a vaccine requirement to do so, but I don't think you can still get tickets for that. Um, in what addition, is Total Eclipse, the Moon's Curse. Well, Total Eclipse, the Moon's Curse, James, is an event being put on by RAF. Again, that event is called Total Eclipse, the Moon's Curse. PC LT tournament. RAF is going to be doing that, of course. Uh, so I think he's nice. intending it to be on the smaller side of things, but uh, RAF TX. RAF, I believe, I believe his Twitch it's, is RAF. Uh, it's single game, TX. single OM, by the way. So it's a big jerk tournament. That's hilarious. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. That'll I mean, be October 3rd. Because, like, seriously, I read that, and all I thought was that it was a Castlevania game or something like Total that. Total Eclipse. The Moon's Curse. Because there's literally that sounds like Castle, yeah. There's literally a Castlevania game called Curse of the Moon. So you know. <laughs> All right, moving on. Mailbag. We gotta hire someone for a two for a jingle. Yeah, I know. All right. Go on Fiverr. I'm sure we can find someone on Fiverr. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let's see what the first mailbag question is, ladies and gentlemen. It is from Tabby Nat via Twitter. Asks, so how did you get into competitive fighting games? Well, let me tell you. I played a lot of Street Fighter as a kid and Mortal Kombat and a bunch of junk. And then I became 18 and I could do whatever I wanted. And I moved to Las Vegas and HDR came out. And I started playing HDR, and then Street Fighter 4 came out. And I played HDR because I heard Street Fighter 4 was coming out. I was like, I need to get ready. And that's that's it. That's, and then Gutex the and Mike Ross walked into Fry's Electronics. I, I, no, it was, it was Gutex and Edma walked into yeah. my Best oh, Buy. Right, yeah. <laughs> I had already been going to locals before they had come through. I knew who they were mm-hmm. because I had been going to locals and trying <laughs> to get better and you know searching up the interwebs. And Gutex had a podcast at the time, and etc etc but yeah that's that's how all right well i played fighting games as a kid in the 90s never seriously and i didn't live in a place where i could easily access an arcade so it just wasn't common so i my brothers and i played my friends in the neighborhood and i played and i felt i was really good i was so great my marvel 2 team was guile juggernaut nash amazing (laughs) amazing and then i went to college in 2000 one and <laughs> i happen to pick an arcade where what's <laughs> yes it's, it's 50 years ago that i went to college well i was laughing at james's cat that's okay. all yeah all right yeah exactly she wanted so nothing to i went do there it. and we happened to have a good arcade and that wasn't the reason that i went but it also wasn't unrelated uh, i will say that and I thought I was good, and I showed up, and I wasn't good at all. I was terrible. Everybody beat me. I was the worst. And that feeling of not being good at something was very foreign to me. I had been amazing at every single thing I had tried in life so far, and I, I felt that I couldn't let it stand that I wouldn't be good at something. So um, I wanted to be good at it. And so I played a lot, and I didn't get good at it for a long time. <laughs> many years and then that period of time of me being good was six months or maybe a year or something and then it went away again so anyway congratulations to me that's my backstory you did it 
uh, I didn't get into competitive gaming. I helped define and create yeah. <laughs> competitive fighting gaming. I was on the forefront. I was there when it started. We ran the first tournament at my local arcade. We were the ones who forged this entire scene through our own blood, sweat, and tears. I am not someone who got into it. I was born into the fighting game community. There was not even a fighting game community when I was in the fighting game community. All right. All right. Next, next question. question. Uh, I've been see. to the UCLA arcade. You got to walk uphill both ways to get to it. I can yeah, confirm. Yeah, that sounds about right. Uh -huh. And it's always snowing. It's always snowing at <laughs> UCLA. Yeah. All right. Uh, All right. Next question from Dead Eye Dave is talk about your first pet. Aw. Well, no, that would be. You're not gonna? Oh, that's no, cute. that's that's too emotional. I'm not doing oh, that. Oh, that's cute. Okay, fair enough. Like, my first pet was Colonel Flopsy Amusington oh. Graham, and she yeah. was pretty great. Uh, we were older when we when we got her. My parents didn't want to have a dog when my I have two brothers, so there are three of us. When we were all at home, because they were like, "Well, you guys are gonna take care of this dog. It's gonna be on us to basically have a fourth kid to take care of." And uh, we don't want to do that. And we were like, no, we'll take care of the dog for sure. Obviously, when we got the dog, my parents took care of the dog. But <laughs> I, was already, I was already in college. My middle brother and I were already in college. So the way that my youngest brother finagled it to work was he was like, mom and dad, I'm going to be so lonely. My brothers are going to be <laughs> off at college. Nobody's going to be here. I, can't, I need to get a dog now. And they were finally like, okay. So that became my I dog. I need to get a dog now. Yeah. And... Uh, yeah, she was great. She's a little Scottish Terrier. Very funny. Um, big as far as the Scottish Terrier goes, but, you know, Scottish Terriers aren't very big. But whenever we took her to the dog park, she was always, like, the boss dog. She would boss around way bigger dogs. I saw her walk... Just every dog. No, she never She never was into that, I'll tell you that much. But <laughs> I, did, I did see her on a couple of occasions walk underneath dogs, like, they're that much bigger than her. <laughs> and she would, she would, like, make them... You know, like, roll over. Them? She was no, no. She would just like walk under them, and then they would like do the little like oh, the little you know, oh, giving her yeah. um, her props or whatever. The only yeah. dog I ever saw her bow down to was an even smaller little dog. I always thought that was hilarious. Wow, small dog, tiny, right. tiny little well, dog. Why? I mean, dogs don't know how big they are. They have no clue. Yeah. They have no conception of their size. Anyway, that's my dog. Yay. Uh, here's one of them. I can't get those. Nathan, the one ran, that matters. Nathan, Nathan ran away. Uh, they are my first pets, uh, Jasmine and Nathan. Unless you count fish, which I just don't count as pets, really. So. Oh no! If you do, then <laughs> as a as a little like three year old, I, I did have a fish. Apparently, I don't remember this at all. But I guess that was technically my first pet, and the fish died. I don't remember the circumstances because I wasn't really aware super much. Probably threw in too many dirty dishes into the bowl or something like As that. As a three-year-old, yeah, that might have yeah. been it, yeah. Anyway, the fish died, and then we flushed the fish down the toilet, and apparently I loved watching it so much <laughs> go down the toilet that oh, no. I wanted to get a new fish just so we could do it again. Wow. <laughs> My parents were like, all right. This... Actually, actually, that may be part of why we then didn't have pets for another 15 years. Makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. 
I never thought about that. Again, story. again. I mean, like, I, I mean, let's put it this way. My my mom will not have pets. She just hates the idea of hair and pet being dirty and stuff. My mom is a clean freak. So when we were young, we were always like, can we have cat pets? Can we have a cat? Can we have a dog? So they got us fish. And it was one of the most like anticlimactic things. And mm. that's why I don't count them. Although there were some funny stories with them. And we had two angelfish. I mean, it's not a funny story. But we named one of them Jaws. And it turned out Jaws, who was such a bigger angelfish, literally killed the other angelfish uh, in the tank. So it was like, jaws. what the hell? And we returned them and stuff. But again, like, you don't pet fish. You don't, like, you don't get to sleep on I mean, your stomach I, and stuff, my, you know? My cousin, my, no, my cousin, my, uh, my brother-in-law is, has a fish tank, and he's really into it. And, uh, you know, he, he loves the fish. That's yeah. cool. I, I mean, I, now Olaf, as an adult, I think that's cool. I just Olaf has a betta fish, betta fish in, in his room right now. And actually, his, his betta fish is adorable. He's, I mean... I actually do play with that fish. Like when I have That's to cool. feed it and stuff, you can put your finger in it and like drag your finger and he like chases it and stuff. It's right. actually really adorable. So, yeah. All right, we move on. All right, next question. Uh, sorry, here. We're gonna we're gonna rapid fire through a couple of these because we. Well, there's only two left, I think. So up at the barrier here. Yes, there are two left. Tavi oh. Turnip. On Discord asks, have you ever watched a friend start something new and struggle for a long time with it, but eventually break out and become very successful? Were you proud of them? I of mean, course. I feel like that happens a lot in the FGC. Yeah. Right? I mean, like there's just been people that I've seen show up at tournaments who were not very good and then they stuck with it and then they become some of the best. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's always really exciting uh, to see. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've had friends uh, really get into like, there's always like all, I, I, I mean, there's a lot of stories. I have a lot of stories about friends. I, I have to really sit down and think about that. So uh, if I don't come up with anything, I've definitely seen it. And yes, I'm always super proud of them. So yeah. Yeah. And what about um, you guys? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know that I have a particular story associated with that, but I've definitely seen friends in school and in the FGC and in sports and other contexts too get into things that they were bad at at first and ended up being very strong at. Totally. Yeah. I, and, and that, of course, made me proud. Yeah. Happy for them and proud about it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm even, I mean, I'm even happy for seeing guys in the chat like, like I know Duck Helmet has been working on his artwork and he's been getting better and better at that through the past few years. You know, I think that's cool too. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, look at Tavi being good at Strive out there. I see you playing against Tubbleware on twitch.tv slash Tubbleware. Pretty cool. Congrats. <laughs> I think that's great. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think there's countless stories, really. Yeah. Um, but the majority, uh, I understand the majority, but a ton of my really close friends are literally that story. I mean, Keats, for example, a uh, man worked retail for years and years and years and years, uh, making his own games, like literally making board games and designing yeah. games and teaching himself game design and balance and blah, 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 until uh, he got a shot with Dive Kick. And now look at him. He's making video games over in Iron Galaxy. He's been there for like, what, six, seven, eight years, something like that. A long time. Long time at long this time. point, yeah. yeah. But I mean, yeah, I, I mean, that's, you know, those, those sure. stories are all over the FGC. 
And I, I, I have a friend who, you know, saw and thought like some lady was being attacked and was about to be murdered. And he ran up and tackled him and saved her life, you know, and, and beat the attacker to a pulp, you know. Pretty impressive. And Sounds like a small turned, turned out to be a, a, a hoax thing, but still, I mean, he did it. So. <laughs> Hats off to that guy. All right, let's get our last one of the week. All right, last question here is going to be from Subtar, Subotar, which I think is a new one, actually, who hasn't submitted a question before. What is your favorite nickname that you've ever received? Uh, man, I've had a lot. I've had a lot. I guess, I, I guess Brock. I guess if you want to consider that a nickname, that's the one I use the most besides Tubbleware, but I gave that to myself. When I was a kid, uh, my neighbor called me Bubba. And then, and then unrelated in middle school, girls started calling me Bubba because they called me Bubba Sparks because I was like, I had short hair and I looked like Bubba Sparks mm-hmm. and I was the only white guy in the class. So obviously <laughs> you're Bubba Sparks now. Uh but yeah, that's that's about it. I guess Brock. It's the only one that was somebody else started calling me first. Yeah, your real name is uh, is Francis. It turns out. Yes. Yeah. Big old Frank is what they call me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what what have I been called in the past? I've been called Jimmy Fishmouth. I've been called Shimmy C. I've called myself JC Nile. Uh, my own handle nobody ever calls me by so that one is uh probably not a good one uh gosh gems chen was another one that people yeah, used gems. to call me a lot um i don't know what my favorite one is that's a good question uh i mean maybe jimmy fishmouth just because it was from a good friend who was very uh it was it was said very endearingly and very humorously so <laughs> jc hensor that one yeah the first time i, I heard know. that one was from mike ross so jc hensor what about you I david i don't know that i have any any stories about this really i've i kind of dissuaded it i think Friends of mine would call me, or people who I would meet would call me Dave initially, and I'd be like, I prefer David. And then, like after that, it kind of never happened. Um, the only the only nicknames I can think of is that some of my friends in both high school and college called me DPG. That's it. Mm-hmm. Other than that, like a couple of my friends continued to call me Dave because they knew it bugged me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but even that didn't last that long. So I don't know. Other than Ultra David, there's not really that many that that stick around and my friends don't even call me ultra david they just call me david um so yeah i don't know not too much too many just, syllables man i like i like david i think it's not good ultimo, my, my favorite ultimo right now davy <laughs> ultimo davy yeah the last davy um i think my favorite one right now is carpe bm that's my favorite nickname more than uh shin but Far I butler 69 yeah i think i definitely think carpe bm is better than shin Far butler 69 okay, yeah okay. absolutely all right that's it but yeah i don't really have uh we did it. nicknames Cool. Thanks a lot for hanging out, everybody. I'm going to go stream. Yes, indeed. Tubbleware is going to be continuing the show on twitch.tv slash Tubbleware. Can you guys hear the birds finally? You can hear the birds, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Thank goodness. Okay. (laughs) We're going to be raiding him in just a little bit. So tune in later.
Peace out, guys. Take care. Stay safe out there. Get vaccinated. And we'll see you guys next time.